Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Hi, you guys. I'm sorry I'm a few minutes late. They wouldn't let me log in at first. This has been kind of a a bit of a um, an interesting situation lately, but um, but we're here now. Okay, um, you know something I never do, which I'm I'm feeling a little not good about, is the fact that I never talk about the fact that there are some new people here, and if you don't know um, the rules, basically, what you're not going to know is that if you're muted, if you're muted. Um, I will unmute, I can, you just press star eight and I can unmute you to find out if you want to ask a question. We have a gentleman tonight who's coming who's very informed. He is a former employee of the government and he is now a TI and he's, he's got a lot of, I think, great opinions on all of this. Um, and he also was at the recent congressional hearing outside the recent congressional hearing regarding the CIA uh, person that Trump appointed or wants to be appointed as a CIA director. And um, he got to talk to some media people, which is interesting. And he had lots of signs with him, and he was out there making our situation known. And I think that's terrific. I think he's got some great ideas and some great ways to do that. So... Also, I want to unmute some of you, or all of you, really, and say hi. When when he starts to share with us, I will mute the room and and then unmute it in a little while. See what questions you want to ask, because I'm sure you'll have many. He's got a lot to say. I think that's very cool. Okay. So, first of all, I want to welcome you guys. Find out. Okay, Northwest California. Is that you, Roseanne? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Hi, Northwest California. Okay. Oh, it's me, Linda. But I'm more oh, it's you. Is it Roseanne? No, it's Barb. Barb, hi, Barb. How are you doing? I wanted it's to ask you a question. Hey, you, you know, you're. I'm on mute because I'm washing dishes. Yeah, you've got a lot of noise there. But I want to say one thing to you about that shielding lotion. Yes. I want to share. I, I, I want to. Not yet. Grounding lotion. Grounding lotion. I wanted to talk to you about that and see how you how that went. Yet, and I know if you okay. go online, there's a few choices. So this was a specific one, but I haven't gotten. Okay, well, like, I can't hear you. So. Okay, okay, hear you. Okay. Um. Well, when you're through doing dishes, you know, just go ahead and star six. When you're through doing dishes, let us know. Come on in. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. No, you're still. Now we still have noise. You don't. Oh, you don't think you're muted? I'm going to mute you, hon. I'm pushing my mute button now. <laughs> well, it's not working. I'm going to mute you, and then when when you're done, just star eight. Okay. Okay. 
There you go. Yeah, it was you. Sorry. And East Maryland, is that Bill? Is that you, Bill, in East Maryland? Hi, this is Bill. Hi, Bill. How are you doing? We're not... Hey, good. We're not good. I'm so glad you're here. This is the gentleman I was telling you guys about, but the, but there's still not many people here. So when... Um, oh, that's fine. Okay? Good. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. This is okay, I'm, I'm very... People are very definitely interested in, ta- in hearing you talk tonight. They're pretty excited about you being here. And so okay. I... Okay. Thank you. Uh-huh. And this, is this Luda, Juris West New York? Oh, that's Luda. She muted herself again. Okay, hon. Okay. And is this Roseanne? That, no, that's still... I don't know who that is. Is that still Barb? Okay. We still have some noise. <laughs> is that you, Roseanne? Hi. It's Roseanne. Hi, hey, you got a lot of noise on your line. Do you know that? Yeah, no, I'm outside. I was cutting grass and I'm outside, so... Okay, so it's wind. Until I get in, okay? I'll just, yeah, just, I'll mute you and then and then just let me know when you want to say something, okay? Uh, okay. I'll mute, okay. Thanks. <clears throat> okay. All right. And usually, you guys, what I do is, oftentimes what I do is read Ted Gunderson's um, affidavit. We also have, you know, about targeted justice. We also have Bill Binney's statement on there about what he encountered with the, um, uh, well, the agency that he wrote the information, wrote the thin thread um, program for, and uh, his his experience with what happened to him after he quit. It's really quite interesting. We have a lot of information for us that has a lot of facts for us about the fact that we absolutely are being stalked and um, harassed and electronically tortured. So never feel shy about it. We've got a lot of proof. So you know this is true and you can prove it. You can hand it to people and prove it. I think that's one of the most important things we can do for ourselves is have solid information behind us so when we tell people what's going on, we can hand it to them. And when they say, well, why do you matter? Why would you matter to the FBI or to whoever? Well, you, you know, um, they, they, they have an interesting way of picking people. We're not sure what that is about. What we do know is that it happens. And we do know it is happening to us. And we can prove it. We have that information that shows very clearly this does happen. Um, and if you have enough injuries that you have, can prove, uh, document, then you can prove it's happening to you. Or you can certainly make a case for that. And that's what we're looking for, as we know, is case information. Um, so, and hi, Matthew. Good to see you. Hi, Matthew. Good to see you. Hi, Linda. <laughs> Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm okay. You you sound a little down. Mm, yeah. just, uh, just doing the job search. Kind of everything is kind of on hold. You're doing a job search? Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, oh, I still man. have a job. I still have my job. 
Okay. You're just not loving it? Okay. No, I, well, I, need, to make, I need to make more money. That's all. Okay. I won't push at you. We do have a gentleman here tonight. I don't know if you saw me put it on anywhere on Facebook, but what is wonderful about this gentleman is he worked for the government. He will tell us about that. He is also a TI, which is not wonderful for him, but he also went and was out front. Well, you know you've been out front with information for people before over in Washington, D.C. This gentleman went to the hearing, um, the recent hearing for the CIA director, and he staged himself outside and had a lot of signs and documentation with him to spread the information. And I think what was so clever about what he did was that he he knew there would be, well, obviously media is going to be there, and it would already be there. And therefore, since they were already there, that was a good place to be. I think we should give that a lot of thought. And when we want to do a protest or show signs or, t- or make a statement somewhere, if the, if the, if the um, media is already going to be there, I think, we, I think that's a very clever idea. What do you think, Matt? I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to hearing from this person. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And uh, just um, by the way, yeah. uh, you know that, that I'm a TI and I work for the government as well. Yeah. Yes. You're working for them now, aren't you? Yes, I am. That's the amazing thing for you. You're very brave. You know? You really uh, are. Yeah. Well, I yeah. want I want this to get exposed. I want to be able to have my dignity back and so I'm I'm moving forward nothing's going to stop me and uh yeah maybe maybe it is a little bit scary but but not having my dignity from what happened is is worse you know that's one of the things that they go after the most isn't it our dignity they went after that with me right off the bat and they keep on going there and it's very hard I don't know if you've had trouble hanging on to your dignity, but it's been hard for me. And I just keep bouts of, you know, feeling less than, and then I bounce back. But it's not fun. It's not a way to live. Well, let me, let me just clarify. I had a, I had a yeah. nice conversation with a, um, a local TI here in the Washington, D.C. area, and we're thinking about starting a support group here locally. And I, I told her that as well. And, and she said the truth is, I never lost my dignity. It's just in the eyes of other people. But we, we all know that we have our honor and dignity. Um, that was never in question. Um, but you know what I mean. It's like oh, I know. It, it's kind of a humiliating thing trying yeah. to tell people what happened. And, you know, you're, you're made the victim. You're, you're re-victimized by basically the, the problem lies with you. You know, uh, that, that's what I'm talking about. And, and that really cuts deep into me. That's what that's what uh hurts me and and pisses me off the most actually. Yes. Yes. When you're telling something that's true and you're being looked back at as as, you know, somebody who's just a little offbeat. Um when you when it's such a painful thing that you're telling them in the first place for them to turn around and, and, and say that you're kinda crazy, that's that's really hard. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. But um, more and more, I am having success uh, talking to people about this issue. It's 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 hard a lot of the times, but um, huh? more people are 
listening to me, I think it's partly because I've developed the strategy on how to talk about this. Um, and, you know, more people, maybe more, you know, maybe this is becoming more believable to people, but it's still an uphill battle. Yeah, it is. But we've got more and more people out there. And as I say, you know, and, and there we have a gentleman who's come up with, you know, the idea of being somewhere where the, where the you know, media is already going to be. And that's a brilliant, and, and, you know, near a congressional hearing, you know that there are going to be inter- people interested in all kinds of things that are, have to do with the country, the government, you know. And, um, you know, the audience is there, the media is there, and that's brilliant, in my opinion. Absolutely. Well, my hat's off to any 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 TI who uh, is proactive and gets out yeah. there. It's, uh, my hat's off to them. So we, we, I'm glad to see more of that. So that's great. Yeah. We keep we keep coming on calls, keep getting people here and talking about what they're doing. We're going to get there. It's been a long haul. We haven't had a lot of push forward. For instance, the idea of being being in the same area as, as as the media are already going to be in reference to an issue that is already with the government and, you know, generally we'll we'll have people that would be more interested than if it was a fashion show, you know? Um, I mean, more interested because they're already interested in politics, they're already interested in government. Of course they would be more inclined to be interested in our targeting and the fact that but the fact that he went there, knowing the media would be there, that's just something we should, probably would have been really handy for us to have been thinking about all along. You know, I mean, I'm thinking that could, might have been able to get us further along a lot faster, but we're there now. You know, we can we can pick up and run with this now, right? I think. It's a, it's a great idea. and um, I think so, too. Would this person do it as a, as a solo thing? Because imagine if, if there were some numbers yes. there, it would be even more effective. Yes, he did do it as a solo thing. He wanted people to come and join him, but nobody did, which is unfortunately what we encounter a lot. Um, but I think if we can work up the energy and excitement of to be there, you know, that will be that will bring more people out. I don't know. Maybe we could run around with a band and pick people up to get there. I don't know. But we need to have groups of people show up, you know. We'll get there. steps now. We'll turn into big steps soon. You sound like you're in a well right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me okay? okay. I can hear you now, yeah. Oh, sorry. I think I had my finger over the hole. But um, I said uh, small <laughs> steps work. now will we'll take. Uh, we'll make big steps soon. Yes, exactly. We keep taking those small steps. We keep moving forward, and we will, you know, get there. Yes. Hey, this is Karen Stewart. Um, Hi, Karen. How are you doing? To... Hey, doing okay? Thank uh, you for being here. Know the call. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I thank you. To thank you. But I also wanted to remind people that Matt came to the uh, Washington protest with some really nice posters. So if we can have things like that done beforehand, then we'll be ready for an event that kind of sneaks up on us, and we're like, hey, this might be a great opportunity. Um, right now, I have um, I got some help from uh, Constance Rose who took one of my uh, flyers, a one-page flyer, and she redid it in a size that I can now take that um, Word document and get it made into a poster. So I will be doing that. And that's the one that says, um, it starts out talking about the Department of Homeland Security uh, watch list scam. So it's 
pretty concise and it would get people's attention. And if anybody else wants a copy of that that um, um, Word document, I'd be more than happy to send it to them. Great. I found out that the local staples will print it up as a poster for about $59 if you want it like 20 by 36, which is a decent size um, poster. Oh, I want it. Hi, guys. This is Midge. I want it, Karen. Hi, Midge. Yes. Hi, you guys. You got it. I love that you're oh, both here. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, this is great. And Matt, I was talking I was talking to Matt earlier. I was talking to Linda earlier and I was talking to Karen earlier. So Yeah. <laughs> we were all and Ella, yeah. So no kidding. Yeah, just real quick, Midge. Um we I, I still want to continue that conversation, so maybe tomorrow yes. or I can have something to ask you. Okay, Matt. That sounds great. All right. Thank you. Great talking to you. Okay. Awesome. Right, let me just say something real fast, okay? I just want mm-hmm. to tell you before we continue. I just want to mention that what um, what Karen was talking about, our guest tonight is is very anxious to receive all the information we can send him. Posters of the ability I can fund that poster and give it to him. If you know, uh, Karen, you and I can work on that together, okay? So that I can get that poster to him. Absolutely, we can Absolutely. work this group. We can do this. Yeah, distribute it to anybody, everybody. Yeah, we can just, as long as we keep connecting with ideas and we keep walking, we keep going forward, we're going to, we're going to get this done, you know? We're too smart <laughs> to let them do this to us. And we've been, we've obviously seen a lot of, a lot of um, um, proof that they're not the sharpest tools in the shed. So, you know, we can do this. We've got our brain power and our power. They have more money. Oh, well, we've got enough and we've got a lot of people and a lot of courage and our higher power to go along with right. it. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, Midge. Sorry. I didn't mean to shut you down. I just wanted oh, to. Oh, no. No, no, no. You're fine. Absolutely fine. Okay. No problem. Okay. Okay. Oh. Bless your heart. I'm just delighted that you're both here. All three. You too, Matt. Yeah, yeah, we're delighted yeah. to be here. We're delighted. Matt, yeah. Yeah, I think we have a a very good guest. He's logical. He's, you know, that's all that's all good. Florida, which oh, is that you? Oh, is that you, Karen? Are you from Florida? Yeah, that's you. Never mind. Yeah, I was just trying to find out who everybody is here. Um, hi, Sue. I'm going to unmute you. Sue, how are you doing tonight? Hi, Linda. How are hi. you? Fine. Yeah. How are you? Okay. Good. You know, we're all. I just want to make sure that if anybody's new here, if you, when you when you, um, I'm going to mute some points so when our our new guests can talk, and then um, un un, you know, uninterrupted. And then if you have a question you want to ask him, I'll probably kind of unmute people anyway. But if you have a question, and if you're new, you won't know this. Just star eight, and put star eight on your phone, and that will that will signify. Or, alert me to the fact that you want to say something and I can unmute you. Just understand that if, when we do ask questions, asking a question is great or maybe two, but but it's not, we can't get an ongoing, never-ending conversation going with our speaker or with our guest because other people are here that will want to speak to, want to talk to him too, okay? So try to keep it short. And um, I want you to know I found this gentleman on, on Derek's call and he had a lot to say. And um, the very fact that he already has gotten out there to be, you know, at the, at the, 
on at the steps of that congressional hearing was I just think wonderful, and he will be able to share what happened with us, which I think is wonderful too. Um, okay, so okay, here we go, here we go. Who else is here? Well, he's here. Matt's here. You're there. Maya's here. Okay, East Virginia. I'm going to unmute you for a minute. I'm not sure who this is. Hello, East Virginia. Hello. Hello. Yes. Um, Hi, Hugh. How are you doing? I'm good. Is that uh, Matthew, the neurologist? Matthew is a bio... bio Yeah, I was on the call uh, last night. I never heard from him. Uh, I did speak... That's all right. You will. I I just spoke today, too, with uh, Stephen Schellenberger and follow-up. I'm in the D.C. area, and I don't know if you have... If you've seen who I am yet, but there's all kinds of documents that can be utilized right there in Washington, D.C., and I'm supporting your movement, so it's up to Very you to pick good. up on me. Thank you. I'm just, I'm kind of, I'm not as, um, we'll see, Guest 5. Um, I'm, I, I can do it in a minute, Guest 5. I'm, excuse me, I just was talking to somebody. Um, I, there was a guest that had some information that I didn't appreciate, so I'm going to have to be that. I'm going to have to do that carefully. Okay, guest oh. five. I'm going to have to. No, I'm sorry, Hugh. I was just talking to guest five in the chat room. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, Hugh. I understand where you're coming from. You understand? You've got people that are kind of like running in circles right now, picking up as much information as they can to get it out there. You got a real busy group that you you connected to. And I understand that you want to get in here and get it done now, and we so much appreciate that. But well, it's not just that. It's documents that are readily available on the Internet that can be shared to bring back to your group in that respect. Because right. I've, I've, I'm a former whistleblower, and there's a Wall Street Journal article that's available read online that shows how things have progressed over the years, why we're in the state we're in now because yes. this was back in the 80s where it showed how special interests and lobbyists totally corrupted Washington. That's the biggest problem is the money right now in Washington. Okay, Hugh. Right. Hugh, one of the people that, that you're going to love talking to and sharing information, have you talked to Inca Rhodes yet? Patrick? If you can have somebody call me, any anybody, I want to get this stuff flowing. So do you have my okay, number I there will, or okay. can I give it to you? Listen to me. No, I, well, if you, grab my, if, you, if you want to give me your number, hold on. All and right. I can give it to Inca. I can Great. give it to Patrick. Great. You yeah. guys both have a lot of history information that you want to share with people, and I think that's just a minute. That's, um, that's yeah. what it's all about is caring and sharing with each other. Right, yes. right. Well, right. and another suggestion while Linda's trying to write that down is okay. uh, if, if you – can get in the chat room, Hugh. I can't. So That's can... part of my difficulty. I restrict myself from the internet except my web browser. I don't do anything inbound or outbound. I have other people that put things on the internet. I stay in okay. a very creative mode, and they, that's why they can't handle me because I'm too far ahead. Of they're not going to be able to stop me with the stuff that I'm bringing out. It will only bring transparency back on them until they change their ways that they're dealt with legally. And, I know. Uh, okay. I know. Okay, but, but we. Need Need to share all this, but can right. you give yeah. me your can you give me your phone number? Yes, it's eight oh four seven oh four seven nine eight seven nine eight one one three nine one one three nine. 
Yeah, and you can just put my name on the Internet if you want. Do you have that? No. Actually, what I'm going to do is send this information to Patrick in an email and tell him that you have much the same interests that he does because he is a real... He really researches. Well, just put my last name, too, so you can see me on the Internet. It's Charlson, spelled T like Tom, R-A-U-L-S-E-N like Nancy, because I actually share common background with President Trump, too. Uh, Uh And my last name has global recognition, so that should really kick it up to the global efforts that you're looking to make. And I guarantee you that Patrick will go find you. He is a researcher. All right, I'll let you he continue did. with the others. I just. Oh, uh, okay, I, and thank you, thank, thank you. So I appreciate this. I heard you talking mm-hmm. last night, and it was mm-hmm. lovely to hear about your wife and your, you know, your how you how your well, heart is. And yeah, that's good. the biggest part that people understand. This is spiritual warfare, and uh, right. if we just have the right kind of faith and heart to God connection, whoever you feel that is, you'll we'll get, get through anything. Thank you so much. Right. Thank you, okay. you. And the person that will be calling you, his name, his name is Patrick. He is. He, you guys will love talking to to each other. Trust me. You All will right. love the history, <laughs> and you love talking about this stuff. And believe me, yeah. you will have a good time. Oh, I'm, I don't just talk. I'm a man of action. So that's what I know. <laughs> I know. So is Patrick. So is Patrick. Okay. But you also like to talk. So, did you want to say something to Patrick too? I. Uh, I, no, I was just going to say, I mean, I mean yeah, to that, you. Yeah. To Hugh. I, I just felt that he, he and Patrick have similar level of uh, research and that they're going to both like sharing uh, links to one another. <laughs> They'll be sharing yeah. links a yeah. lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. At least Patrick, Patrick, yeah. It's a shame you can't get on here, Hugh, but... You and Patrick can work it out, and you, you'll be able to share the information with him, and it will be good. Okay? Right. He will share it with you. Trust yeah. me on that one. All okay? right. I'm praying for everybody. Thank you. Bless your okay. heart. We will be praying Thank for you, you, too. Thank okay. you. Thank you, Hugh. Yeah. Okay. Northeast New York, you've been unmuted. Hello? If you if okay, if you raise your hand, that tells me you want to say something. If you star eight, that tells me you want to say something. Are we not going to talk? Okay, well I'm sorry, but okay. Is that Kevin? I don't know who it is. Anyway, we'll worry about that later. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. When does your guest show up? He's already here. He's oh, here. Okay. He wanted he wanted to listen. Bless his heart. And um, we got a whole lot of guests in here. Okay, guests, I'm going to unmute you. But if we have any more comments about people who who are here that you have negative feelings about, you will be muted. We're not going there in this call at all. We're just not going to talk about each other in a negative way. It's not going to happen, okay? Right. You know, we need to care about each other, and we need not to interrupt or make other people feel bad. It's just not going to happen here, you guys. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Ryan. Hi. Hi. I'm sorry. I keep. I keep. Okay. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, You're welcome. You're hey, welcome. what's what's going on here? Somebody. Well, Hi. our gentleman is here. The one that you were looking forward to hearing. Right. Okay. Very good. And he's here. And a few people have have um. <laughs> 
express their feelings or express their just hellos, you know. And this gentleman's name is Bill. Oh, Bill, where are you? Bill Bazell. And yes, he's right here. Um, like I say, I found Bill on on um, Derek's show, Derek's program, and boy, did I like what he had to say. So, and so here we go. Um, go ahead, Bill. You want to start? You want to just tell us a little bit of your background? Okay. Hi, Linda. Um, my name is Bill Basil. Uh, just to let people know my background, and they can make their own opinions. I joined the military, and from the military, I was selected to be involved with a group called the Army Security Agency. My first assignment was with a group called SUSLAC, which was a national security agency operation out of Korea. I was stationed at Yongsong, Korea, and I worked at a defense intelligence agency over there, and that group was called SUSLAC. So from there, I came back and was stationed at Fort Meade. After a period of time there, I then left the military and went to work for a Department of Defense contractor at a Kwajalein Missile Range. And I spent a few years out in the Marshall Islands. From there, I came back to Maryland, and I worked for Allied Signal Bendex Corporation in Columbia, Maryland. And then I totally left that all together because I decided to pursue college. I had ideas I was going to do this and that, and none of that panned out. But that was the basic basically the start of my background in the field. Yeah. And I became a targeted individual in 2004, 2003, 2000, 2004. I started things, things happening, and that's where it started. I became a victim of energy-directed weaponry in 2010. That started. So it's a little bit about my background with the government and what I was involved with, and I had some anti-government views that goes, I could talk about different things on that. Um, One thing I can talk about is I used to make fun of when I worked at the agency, we had 20 people standing around to do 14 jobs. I also had a, a fellow, a person I worked with who was alcoholic and nobody cared, this guy would show up and a half hour later leave, go down to the cafeteria. We wouldn't see him again until 6 o'clock in the morning, and we were getting off at 7, 7.30. <laughs> Nobody cared for a year and a half. I don't think I ever saw the guy do anything. So, you know, I, I kind of joke I joke around about that. You know, so that yeah. kind of is part of the stuff that probably gets me in trouble. I have a big mouth. But also some of the other things is my ex-wife, her best friend, came over one day to our house. She's crying, all upset. Her father was a GS-15 at NSA, and he was caught molesting two little boys. What basically happened is it was covered up, swept under the rug, and from the story Christy told us, he got an early retirement just to leave NSA, and apparently this family moved to California from Maryland, and she made it sound like this was all arranged and taken care of, and it was some secret just so his name wouldn't be in the paper and it wouldn't be exposed. And I was just, I was just so outraged because from personal experiences, it really bothered me. So I ran my mouth about that, and from there, 
I'll say up until I made fun of the Iraq war, I found that there's a totally ridiculous war, unjustified. I can get into different opinions about things I heard about that. But anyhow, I wrote things on the Internet. This is going back 2002, 2003. So I imagine somewhere along the line, somebody picked up what I was saying. And if you find, if you see on Derek's, yeah. with a, the email that he sent out, I had an intelligence alert that my attorney got a copy of that says that I have anti-government views and has some information about me. So I got that as my proof that the government does gather information on you and will use that against you, and that is part of their system wow. of tracking you and finding out what you're all about. And thank you. That's when I was being very vocal about the war. I, I thought the Iraq war was just insane. I, I really was very vocal about that. I think I may have led to mine, too. But thank Well, no, I, was, I started being targeted in 1993, but... Uh, I think they really. I think that really does tie us in. Anyway, okay. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you, but I agree. Yeah. So yeah. um, that that's basically a quick little thing that you can, if you want to, you know, get into details. Let me know where what you would like to know sure. more about. Somebody wants to know when you were in Korea. I was in Korea in 1980. Okay. Is that enough? Yeah, okay. I was Here from January 1980 till January 1981, and I was with okay. a unit called Suslac. So yeah. if anybody okay. is out there, and... yeah. Okay, we, you, and I talked for a very long time today about about what you feel about um, uh, what's going on now, and you know, sure um, about. Uh, well, I talked. We talked about, like, for instance, Ted Gunderson, who is my hero. You know, um, yes. and the fact that what he's done is excellent, or what he's done for us is really interesting. Oh, by the way, talking about the the gentleman who who was found molesting two children, according yes. to Ted Gunderson, and I will mail his statement to you. I, I didn't do it yet, but I will. Um, oh yes, in that uh, William Benner. Yes, in the, the other Benner. one. Yes, and if you you have Dr. Daniel Leberowitz's statement, yes, yes, I can get that. I would like to copy that too. Thank you very I much. Send them all, sure. Okay, um, but what I wanted to say is that is that Ted Gunderson says in his um, in his affidavit that ch- that children are sold over covert, on the covert whatever market, and he he thinks that this was a CIA um, process. Where they were taking children and selling them, selling them for fifty grand a piece. A child could bring fifty grand. I just it makes me sick. You know, well, I there is more, a, Yeah. Have you heard Go of ahead. the Franklin cover-up? No, kind of, but not really. Please explain. Okay, there's some information yeah. he talked about that. It's the same thing where kids from foster homes disappeared, and I believe this case was in Nebraska. I. Yeah probably read the book 10 years ago. Um, it's been a while, but it's called The Franklin Cover-Up, and it deals with that whole subject, and it's very disturbing. If anybody would like to look that up, that's something you can look up, and Gunderson was involved in talking about that, and someone, uh, don't believe it was him, someone else wrote a book about it. Uh, the author, I'm trying to think who the author was, and it just I'm drawing a blank right now, but I believe it's called The Franklin Cover-Up. 
I do know, I also know that, that that child protective agencies are way too aggressive about taking children from people with and telling them they can take them any time, going to the hospital, taking children because they've decided that the parents are not adequate. I mean, they're really pulling a lot of that, and then those children disappear. And now I think we know where they might be going. Sold on that, sold. It's horrible. Anyway, okay. Uh, I'll yes, back sir. on. Okay. So um, that's a little bit about me. And what's brought me to this point, just to bring you up to date, I just recently I decided you can sit there and just yell at the wall, talk to yourself, whatever, because most people are isolated. If you're targeted, you probably have been isolated to the point you don't have anybody. Um, I've lost total contact with my brother. I believe I told you it was back in 2006 at my dad's funeral. It was the last time I saw my brother. And I'm sure they have gone to him. I've had my problems with him, and I'm isolated. So I can sit here and just, or else I can do something. And by doing something, I tried writing letters. I did that whole thing. That got me nowhere. So I said the next step would be to sit, basically go outside their front door to the Capitol and sit there with signs and let them know that you have targeted people who know where you are and we're here. And I figured by doing that, if they believe what I was told, that I was dangerous, that's what I was told by people when they were gathering information on me. Well, you think I'm dangerous? Well, guess what? I'm sitting right out here now. So I've kind of taken it to that point where I decided to make signs, and I'm still learning on that. So the first time I didn't, when I look back, I didn't like the signs I had, so I redid them. So I'm always working on new ones. Um, I'm looking for new ways to display information so people can stop. Mm-hmm. I would say the previous times I went, a few people took pictures and looked, but not there wasn't anything compared to Wednesday. Wednesday, easily over 100 people took pictures of my signs. People stopped. They looked at my material, talked to me. I had an engineer. He goes, are you an engineer? And I go, no, that's not my background. He goes, I'm really interested in this stuff. I've heard about this. So I you know, talk to him a little bit. Just the whole day, a lot of people in suits coming from inside those buildings came by and would stop and look at what I had out. And hopefully some were Senate staff members, maybe, you know, people who work for the senators who may have even taken pictures and went back inside and said, hey, look what this guy has out there. So I'm just hoping that that way the word got back and before I went, I even emailed a few of the senators to let them know that I was going to be there. So I'm hoping they sent people out, you know, look to see what I had, and maybe that's who they were. Right. So. You don't know. But you went there when you knew media would be there, and that's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. The main part, I can't find anything online, but she talked to me. And she asked me my name. She asked me my background. She was from the AP Press. And then she took pictures of everything I had. And um, I haven't found anything online. But other than that, Al Jazeera English interviewed me, took pictures. And three news agencies I've never heard of, so they must be independent news. They were taking pictures and talking to me about the issues. And uh, so at least I can say... Five news agencies, maybe one may have been an undercover FBI unit. I always joke about that. You never know nowadays. Yeah. But people did ask, and they were taking pictures of this stuff. So 
I know at least 100 people were taking pictures of the signs I had. So all the other times I went didn't even compare to what happened on Wednesday, the coverage and how much attention I got. So I did really learn that when there's hearings, things like that, that's what you have to target because it's the people that are interested in these ideas or these issues and would really pay attention to it, where on the average day you get the people just walking by. And they may glance over. Um, Senator yeah. Lankford, one time I think I was telling Derek, Senator Lankford, he, he stopped and looked at my signs and kind of just gave me a quick glance and kept walking. And at least I know he saw them, so he knows we're there. And he sits on the Intelligence Committee. Um, I didn't have time to really do Facebook, so I just wanted to say that I did go on Instagram, and if you look up targeted individual bill, I have about 13 pictures on there from Wednesday. So if anybody's on Instagram, they go on targeted individual bill, and you should be able to find them. It's just 13 pictures there of um, some of the other groups there. Amnesty International is there. There is another group against torture. They were set up. Uh, there was a Muslim group there that was talking about the issues the Muslims with the same name were picked up and held for over a year and tortured. Then they said, uh-oh, this is the wrong guy. He happens to have the same name, but it's not the guy we want. And they let him go. You, you know, know so what, I, yeah. Something that you talked about on Derek's call that I found really helpful because I was, as I told you, just right in the throes of writing my sister a really nasty letter about how dare she kind of, you know. And you, could you talk a little bit about what you said about the fact that they are looking to put us in the hospital? Oh, my attorney. When I went to my yeah. attorney, uh, Andy Raddick, here in Baltimore, he's one of the best attorneys around. He kind of looked at the whole situation. He used to be a federal prosecutor. So he worked on the other side. And he knows that one of the things that they like to do is people that are on the fringe or people they think are trouble is try to hospitalize them, try to get them off the streets. So he told me what not to do, and that's writing letters. And if you're not close with your family members, watch out because they can use your family against you. And your family members, if you ever were in a certain situation, they could go to your family members and they could actually help to have you committed. Yeah. So if you're not close to them, you can take the legal action to draw up the paperwork that basically is like a divorce, that, hey, they are not related. I have no relationship with that person any longer. They have no right to anything that I'm involved in. Uh, that is so powerful. Can you tell us where we can find that? Can you, can you, can you give us some information? Because that's so sure. helpful. Just go, if there's free legal service just about mm -hmm. any state. It's a simple document that you have drawn up. You just say, look, mm -hmm. I don't have any further connection with my family. I would like to just... Mm -hmm. Hello? Okay, hold it. Somebody's making noise. Um, is there somebody who's who's talking here? Go I ahead. hear somebody. Yeah, I hear something too. Um, do you hear a ring? Do you hear a ringing too? No, what I heard was just someone who was who was um a, just saying uh huh, and I and yeah. whoever that we can't have that. So okay, um we can't have that right now. Just Bill is it, the only one talking right now. Okay. Okay, so okay. Um, what yeah. what I did was my attorney basically said he took a letter my brother had where he basically, he was kicked me out of the house that was left to my brother and I, and I was living there. He kicked me out and sold it, 
I never had any further contact with him after that. I don't know how much money he got for it. I never saw a dime. Don't really care. That was the end of our relationship. So um, my attorney drew everything up to make sure that there's nothing between us. My brother can never be used against me. And that's something that everybody needs to be thoughtful about. If they are going to, like, try to institutionalize you, they can get your family to help voluntarily or involuntarily commit you. Because they will go to your family member and tell them all this stuff about you and say, look, you know, he's crazy. He's going to hurt somebody one day and all this. And then convince that person to be like, okay, yeah, maybe he does need to be institutionalized. Yeah. So my attorney told me, be very careful. And the thing he told me is stop writing letters. Don't contact your brother. Watch the letters you write. The politicians don't say anything that's off the wall. If you're mad, you want to sit down and write a letter, write it, put it aside, and later tear it up. If that makes you feel good. But do not send it because all that can be used against you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you don't want to sign And they can take it out of context and make you sound like a crazy person when you're not. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, you can sit in your house and yell and scream and everything. And if anybody says, oh, my neighbor is saying this, just tell them, hey, I was working on a story that I was planning on writing. I planned to write this story, and I was just acting this stuff out in my head. And they can't do anything to you. Right. But once you walk down the street and start saying stuff, if people call up and say, hey, this guy said this, well, they're going to come and talk to you. And if enough people come forward and say, hey, I heard him say this, or I heard, you know, you got to be able to protect yourself. And um, that's something you may want to consider. You know, when you go out, just be very quiet. If you see the police, I have a thing now, I think I was telling you the other night, every time I go to get Chinese food, I have to walk in one direction, and it seems like by the time I get there, there is always a police officer in there. So I don't know if that's just coincidence or not, but I just make a point of saying, hi, how you doing? You know, and just, he's always like, hi. And that's it. You know, I just, nice as anything. If he's there as like some, they call it street theater, if that's his purpose, fine. I just say hi. And I think I was telling you about my, I was on Charles Street here in Baltimore, and I had a, guy approached me wearing an FBI hat, and he asked me, where's the train station? I go, oh, it's up this way about a mile. He goes, oh, thanks a lot, and starts walking the opposite direction. I mean, that's the street theater and the games they play. Well, just laugh it off. That's all I do. And, it, you know, if I think cops are following me or, like, trying to be somewhere I'm supposed to be, I'll wave to them. You know, don't yeah. be very careful with your interactions because that's what they're looking for you to snap. They want to upset you. You can, yeah. in your house, like I said, that's why I said I can sit in here and be angry. And that, I found, that's not doing any good. And that's why I took action. I decided to get active. I've never even yeah. participated in any of these calls or anything before. And I don't even like going online and looking at a lot of this because I just find it's a lot of negativity out there. And I find actually looking at this sometimes it brings you down. Yeah, yeah. So they are yeah. harassing you and this is going on. But sometimes I find that you should, you know, if you're going to like this. Yeah, street theater is hard to deal with. Street theater has been at times a trigger for me. You know, um, one time I told a woman in AA to leave me alone, and somebody else came up and 
and grabbed me and said, we don't talk like that in this room. Well, it was all street theater coming my way. But, you know, and even though and all I said was leave me alone, and it was like, oh, oh, my God, she said leave me alone. You know, they will create, they will try to make it into a drama when it's not. So best just yeah. to ignore it, right? Or say hello, yes. Vaughn, like you said. Yeah. Yes, that and, um, oh, what else? I forget what else I was going to say there, following that up with some. Oh, I tried. I've tried for a long time to, to not really. I tried to ignore it, I guess. Like, I know what's happening. Huh? I'm getting mad. But I felt the more I looked at it online and everything, and more I watched the videos, the angrier I would get because it's like, what can you do? And that's where I just said, you know what? Yeah. I see these other groups protesting, and I see. You know, people notice them, and the idea just came, I'll take it right to D.C. with signs. I'll be right at their door, especially since they did get back to me. They think I'm dangerous. Okay, I'm right outside. If you've done your little whatever on me, I'm this dangerous person, well, guess what? I'm right outside now, and I'm right here, and I'm not afraid to say it. But how about the person who's dangerous who comes here, and you don't know who they are? And they decide to come in that building. That building is not very secure. So I've kind of put the thought out there. I think I told you, I told the Capitol Hill police, uh, the number two guy, the captain, that. I'm like, that building's unsafe. And I had a conversation with him, and he goes, you're right. In my 26 years, I'm surprised nothing has happened. So I do that as like, hey, look, I'm not dangerous. I'm not plotting anything. But this is something I do see. And if somebody comes here who really is dangerous, well, let me tell you, if they go in that building, there's things that they could do. So it's kind yeah, of like, okay, you pushed me. <laughs> yeah, you've pushed me to the point where I'm here. You think I'm dangerous? Well, that's fine. I'm not doing anything. But wait till the guy comes down who is dangerous. Then you're in yeah. trouble. So I that's part of my thing too also to put in their head I'm not doing anything but let me tell you Ow. you're not that safe in there and just think if I'm here somebody else can get here so that, that's part of it too is like hey let these people know that you know what they're doing is pushing people and people may have their own opinion I believe Aaron Alexis was targeted I know he did contact Derek he did tell me he was contacted by Aaron and I looked at some of the symptoms he was talking about sleep deprivation from Monday night's conference call with Derek until I went Wednesday, I had two hours of sleep. That That's how it. hard you were targeted between yes. telling people you were going to be at the hearing, and then yep, when you were knew. at the hearing, you got all of, it, all of two hours sleep before you could get there, right? Yes. So from Monday when you heard me on that conference call right. to I left right. Wednesday morning, I slept two hours. Yeah. <laughs> That is it. They didn't want you there. They obviously nope. didn't want you nope. there. Obviously, just like, exposure but, is not what is what they don't want. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I believe. I think. Well, number one, I think when the senators see a targeted person, they know what's going on. Especially the ones on the intelligence committee. When they see you out there, they think this guy's right at our doorsteps. So what I did was put the thought. Well, you know me. You know who I am, and I'm here saying I'm here. But how about the guy who comes down here who you don't know, who maybe you're not targeting, but he might be actually crazy? Well, that building's not very safe. So I kind of just want them to know that, look, you're not safe. I mean, Elizabeth Warren was out on the street the other day. There wasn't anybody around. 
She didn't walk by me. She was walking in the other direction. But there's nobody around. They're just walking well, they're the not in danger. They're not in danger from us, certainly, and I don't really think they're in danger. Yeah. And I want them to stop saying that we're dangerous. We're not. Yeah. We're not that's dangerous. What I, that's why I'm there. I'm just saying I'm right yeah. here. But I like them to think that, well, that guy's here. Who else might come up? Because they want to call us dangerous. That's what they do with me, at least. Yeah, well, they I'm try like, that. I'll tell you. You know, I'm yeah. right here using it to say I'm dangerous. But that's fine. But have it the person who does come eventually, you know, you want to play games with people. I mean, I look at Aaron Alexis as if he was targeted, I think he was a victim. It's a shame that 12 innocent people died because of a government program, though. So that that's my feelings on that. I know other people have felt other ways. I had this discussions with people about that. And I said, if he was targeted, he was a victim, and unfortunately, he snapped. And my thought was, the next person that snaps, it may not be the Navy shipyard. It might be right out here. Okay. Because these people um, are the ones who are in charge of passing these bills, these laws, and you're seeing people are attacking the White House. I think they just arrested somebody in the last few months who tried to jump the fence. He wanted to get a message to Trump, and he had a knife or something on him. Yeah. Yeah, I heard and, something about that, too. Yeah. yeah. But um, I just find oh, right. it that yeah. they have gone around, told people that I'm dangerous. If you look at the intelligence alert, I had a knife collection. They took my knives. And they did that when I wasn't even home. So they came into my house, took my knife collection, every one of them. And my background with that is I studied martial arts for over 20 years. And I studied with knives, but also used to be an avid hiker. I loved the outdoors. I used to go camping in the backcountry. So I would always carry a knife with me in the backcountry because if you're out west in Montana or somewhere, there's mountain lions, grizzly bears. And even in Shenandoah, where I was a volunteer, there are black bears. So... I just found it very secure to have a knife. Plus, for personal reasons, you don't know who else is out there. I was yeah. volunteered down in Shenandoah when two girls were killed along the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. So um, that's why I had a knife collection. I studied martial arts. I studied um, knife tactics, how to you know, defend yourself with a knife. It's good against an animal that's trying to get in a tent to try to, like, I wouldn't want to hurt them, but try to scare them to get them away from me, and that made me dangerous. And if you read that intelligence alert that Derek uh, sent out the pictures, <laughs> knife collection, that makes me a dangerous <laughs> person. Because <laughs> I think you said today earlier that they, they showed that you had a pen knife. Oh, no. Oh, oh yeah. No. I had a keychain that could be manipulated into a, a knife. It was a yeah. pen knife about a half an inch long. That was on the <laughs> intelligence alert. Had a keychain that can be manipulated. I mean, they make it sound like I'm this walking dangerous person, and that's what they went around and told people. Look, this guy's going to shoot a ball one day. He's crazy. He's dangerous. And why we have to watch for that, I think, is if they do decide to do what they're, we never know what they're going to do next. We don't want to be on their list. We want to avoid being on the list of dangerous people as best we can. Yeah, and once you're on, you're not getting off. That's the way I look at it now, because this has been going on since then. So, so we just have to be really, yeah. Well, we just have I to have, be really careful, right? To keep our to keep our ourselves in in tow, intact, and you know. Go ahead. Oh, Sorry. I thought everybody 
you know, you do not want to cross the line. Like, there's a guy who started yelling down there. I said, don't yell. I go, these people can take you down to St. Elizabeth and drop you off, and you'll be lost in that system for who knows how long. Yeah. I mean, that's what they do with people who act up in D.C., Homeland Security and the Capitol Police, anybody. They're taking you down to St. Elizabeth, and you might, who knows if you get out of there. If they decide you're crazy, you're not getting out. Yeah, yeah. So I told one guy, don't start yelling. He started yelling and all this stuff, and he was a Catholic I forget what his exact title was, but he started yelling about Jesus and the nuclear bomb, Satan, and terrorism, uh-huh. and um, torture is evil, and all. I just he just was going on and on. And I said, "Hey, you, you know, be careful. These police, there are police all around. Yeah, inside the round you up. Yeah. Can you tell us any more about the about the impact of of your being at the um, at this hearing? Was how many? You know, how many? Uh, how much of the media did pay attention to you? Did you feel it was considerable? Did they pay enough attention to understand? Well, I have a funny little bit about that. This is what I noticed: there was a former CIA guy who spoke for a few minutes outside. Then inside, I think he he may have spoke up while she was speaking, and they may have removed him. Uh. But this guy was like 73, 74 years old. Well, he spoke outside. There's 20 cameras around. I cannot find him speaking outside. Now, I heard what he said. So I can't find any of that footage. But the woman who was bashing Trump and going on about all kinds of stuff politically, I can find that on there, though. But the CIA guy, I cannot find the footage of him. This is before he went inside on on the... Steps to the Hart Building, he made a speech, just a short speech about, you know, he's a retired CIA guy, gave his title and what he did, and he's speaking out against her. Well, there's all these cameras, and I cannot find it anywhere online. So I'm like, okay, if you bash Trump, you're going to get on the news, but if you don't, well, (laughs) they have it there somewhere, I guess, because I can't find it. I just found that a little amazing. Other than that, the AP press... I do know they know my name. They have my background and everything. They took pictures of everything. So I imagine somebody could be going through that, like, what is this stuff? And the woman from Amnesty International had never seen an intelligence alert before. That's at all dangerous. She was like a knife collection, a keychain. I'm like, yeah, I'm dangerous. I said, they went around telling my, you know, they pretty much, Three of my friends have come forward. I don't know how many other people they went around and talked to. I imagine they went to my brother. But they were basically gathering information on me. I'm dangerous. I have a life collection. And this is what they can use against you to build up this thing that this is a dangerous person in society. He needs to be watched. So I guess when they went to court, this was their evidence to use against me to get whatever warrant or whatever they need to enter your house whenever they want to, because they enter so my house. They they don't need a warrant anymore. If, if, if freedom yeah. Act gave them gave them absolute freedom to just go in your house and not even tell you. Yeah, but I guess yeah. they need a reason to tell somebody. So I just look at the intelligence alert as the thing. But the girl from Amnesty International, she took a picture of it and was asking me, and then she took pictures of the other stuff I had out. So I don't know what good they may do, but they at least saw it, and they know what it is. They know my name. Um, Al Jazeera English, uh, she did an interview with me, but with a cell phone. She was interviewing with cell phones and taking pictures. 
And um, mm-hmm. the other three agencies, news agencies that, you know, spoke with me, asked me about my signs and everything, I had never heard of them. I asked the all of them, you know, who they were and everything, and they told me, they independent journalists, I guess, online journalists. And I didn't care, you know, I'll just I'll talk to anybody. You know, I'll just tell them, you know, this is why I'm here. This is the situation. This is what's going on with me. And I had, I don't know how many people are familiar with the book that uh, People Against Covert Torture and Surveillance International put out, Testimonies of Targeted Individuals. I had that sitting out for people to look at. And I had it open to the page where it says electronic harassment, organized stalking, attention. So people were taking pictures of that. And then they were asking about the group and, you know, what they're about. So uh, that's why I said the more information, more stuff I have sitting out that people can look at, stuff like that, there's people, they stop, they go through, and they look at things. Um, Because I'm not the best person to tell you the details and stuff. I just try to point people into who to look at. We had discussion earlier about Robert Duncan. So I went online and did some research, and I found some people actually think he's put out there by the agency as disinformation. I found one person saying that. Yeah. So there is some controversy about him, but some of the information I've found, you know, pretty useful, you know, it's informative. But I guess everyone has their different opinion on that. Yeah. But I do like some of the things he did say about it. Yeah. So um, I used some of his quotes, actually, on one of my signs. If anybody goes to the Instagram page or see one of the things, I think that it is it is insane what our government is doing. This is the most sophisticated weapon system humanity has ever created. It is it involves every aspect of science. I've empowered the dark, dark side by some of my work. The technology for torture has advanced more than a hundredfold in recent decades. There is no way any agency or government could possibly admit this level of assassination and torture without a complete collapse. And then it says, What is the next great weapon? It is directed energy. They were all quotes from uh, Dr. Duncan, so I had them out there so people could look at that. And like I said, one engineer, he saw that. He knew a little little bit about that stuff. He had heard about that sort of thing. So he was really interested. So I said, you know, I can only start pointing you into looking at what Edward Snowden talked about. We talked about the gang stalk, and I did go back and found the video and watched it about where he talks about they monitor your thoughts and what you're typing in and all that. So, I, you know, I told the guy, look at that and look at this and, you know, where's the look? And I gave him the information. See, the thing is I have a list of patents, but I need to figure out a way to display that. Like I have a patent for tinnitus. I have a patent here for dream manipulation. But Unfortunately, because everything I have either disappears or mysteriously doesn't work. I have a laptop that just mysteriously stopped working, Um, just like I have other things that mysteriously don't work after a while or something. I'm kind of limited on what I can do. But I want to make copies of stuff like that so people can say, oh, there's an actual patent for this, and actually show them like something official. And someone did, I believe it was on Monday Night Show, recommend a book that came out, which I'll have to look into that has some of that stuff. So I'm still learning. This is all new to me. It's just something I've decided to do. I'm right here in Baltimore. I can hop on the train, be in D.C. I look 
Yeah. Well, the great thing is that you decided to do it and you went out and did it. And that's so important. And when you went out and did it, and that's what we need to do. with each. We need to get a group together and just go do it. Go to some place like you did that's already got the media there. We can take our, our signs, our posters, our pamphlets, just hand it out. The more information that we hand out, the more people know, the more objections we're going to find people having to what's going on. Yeah? Yes, exactly. I mean, we're at a point where you're running into all this conspiracy stuff. I think that's put out on purpose. I mean, you know who owns all the news agencies, all the Hmm? media. It's all owned by, I believe it's seven seven companies own over 400 some of them. Yeah, they own over 400 some. So you know that it's limited. So we're fighting yeah. as media who's putting at this, oh, that's a conspiracy. And the New York Times had an article yeah. in 2016 that this is all conspiracy. These people are nuts. Mm-hmm. If you go online, There's target conspiracy. individuals, I think it's the first page you'll find that. And that came from the New York Times. So I'm well, like, even, even Wikipedia does that to us. Even Wikipedia, yes. you know, it has – they, they also have an amazing list of – we can find all of the things that they're using on us right there in Wikipedia. It's right there. Um, but then they also say that targeted individuals are pretty crazy or conspiracy yeah. theorists. And that's not yeah. okay. You know? that, that's the Even, thing. It's the conspiracy stuff. I keep getting that. So that's why I said that I don't care what anybody thinks of me. There's my intelligence report. Yeah. There's my name. Good. Look at it. Good. And that is exactly. what people look at. And when people yeah. see that, they're like, what is this? I'm like, that's what my attorney got. And people want to know how. Well, state's attorneys sometimes don't always want to work for the state's attorneys. They want to work for these big law firms. So they uh-huh. have friends. And they become friends with attorneys and do them favors because they hope to one day to work for that law firm. <laughs> so there's a lot oh, of stuff that goes on that way. And I think that's right. how my attorney I- got that. That's how My he got attorney, it? I was going to ask you how I, he got it. Yeah, I believe he asked around, and someone did huh. some snooping and said, this guy has an intelligence report, and he got a copy. And the copy came yeah. from Baltimore County, where I was living at the time. But I've had a lot of people tell me they have never seen one of them before. Well, yeah. Yeah, but that's good that you got it. It's also good that you told us to find those documentations, find a way to find out what that is, and I would like to talk to you more about that, about the essential points that he made. Maybe we could help other people get some of that together. I'm not sure how we could do it, but people need that information so that they don't have their families cooperate and get them in the hospital. That's just, you know, but I also think that if we can write letters and do things that are, I mean, just, Sensible things, not not angry letters. That oh, relatives. you can write letters. I just found I did that. I contacted Ben Cardin. I went down to his office. I spoke to Mr. Van Horn in Ben Cardin's office. I spoke to him for about 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. What do I get? I get a form letter in the mail. Thank you for contacting Ben Cardin. We'll take your considerations in. It is the typical BS. It was just a mm-hmm. form letter that they send to everybody. Never heard mm-hmm. anything else. So I just found it was a waste of time. Yeah. So Yeah, well yeah, and send twenty five hundred dollars, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. That's awesome. Are you hearing we 
I am, you, but we'll see what's what's up. Oh, no, the ringing is from my phone. I just tried to put it under the covers. Oh, uh, okay, because I hear interference. I hear, like, grumbling and stuff. Oh. I heard a little grumbling, but but that's, I don't think it's anything that's ongoing. It's just, just kind of... There it is again. Yeah, somebody's snoring. That's snoring. Okay, we're going to... Okay, now. Um, <laughs> there it is again. Oh. I, I just figure that might be a government person, don't it? <laughs> it be. I just got there, to There it is again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who's snoring? <laughs> don't make me mute this. Oh, it could maybe Matthew's sleepy. I don't know. Wake up. Um, from DC. <laughs> we've got some questions going on here, and I want to Sure, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. California, you were first. California. Hi, California. Hi, California. Oh, can you hear me? I can hear you, hon. That's definitely somebody fell asleep while listening to your call. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, just in, I just tuned in late. Who is the lovely gentleman that is your guest? Is that Tim from Vegas? No, but I did talk to Tim today, and he will be here next week, I hope. No, okay. This is, um, this is, I'm sorry, Bill Basil. Basil. Yes. And um, Bill was. Did you hear any of his, what he was talking about? Uh, no, but um, but he was mentioned by in, in like in Derek's uh, email. So was I have good? an idea. So I wish I'd read his email before tonight because did he send it? Okay, I should have read that. Well, it was, little... there wasn't a lot of information. I didn't know who he was, but it was enough to tell me what he was doing. Right. So since I've tuned in late, I'm just thrilled to uh, to hear what he has to say. So even though it's late, that's okay. Uh, I'll, okay. I'll keep listening. Thank you. Okay, honey. Nice to hear from you. Okay, now here we go. Um, 657, hi. Number 657, you, had, you pressed star 8? Uh, it was by accident. Was it by accident? Who's this? Yeah, I don't have any questions right now. It's listening. Okay, do you want me to just mute you? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Whatever you want to do. Okay. Well, we'll just do that. Okay. Hi, Connie, Connecticut. Is that you, Connie? Hi, Connie. Hi, Connecticut. Hi. Hi. How are you, Linda? I'm okay, honey. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Um, so my question for him is... Um, does he is he aware of common law? Like I also contacted Ben Carter, I mean um, Carden, and he wants to be called the Honorable. Anyways, I contacted him multiple times when I worked for the FDA. Um, mm-hmm. I was being hit with direct energy weapons, gang stopped, targeted. I was being harassed at work, and I also got a form letter. and And I do believe in writing letters because I'm not silently going to be tortured or harassed. And um, the thing about common law is, and, and there's codes and statutes, you know, he's in a public position. He has an obligation to protect and serve the public, and that can always be used against him, and he can be held accountable for damages as well as crimes against humanity. So that's my take on contacting, you know, I contacted Mikulski, Cardin, um, Senator Ryan, um, uh, Grassley, the list goes on and on. They are public servants, and um, if they're not protecting the public and they're actually helping the people target the public, 
then they are as guilty as the people targeting us. Um, But you wear common law. I mean, you can pay a silver dollar for every second that goes by for the damages. And um, so I'm just wondering about, are you familiar with National Liberty Alliance and our God-given right for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? And definitely um, we shouldn't be afraid of, you know, our family members are going to, my take, my family members are going to do this or I can't say that because they want to um, paralyze us with fear and isolate us with fear. And I refuse to be isolated and I refuse to be paralyzed by fear. Uh, I was born, I think, in a free country or that's what I thought. And um, so anyways, are you familiar with common law? I mean, I'm not familiar with common law, so I'm not sure exactly where where that's coming into all this. And I'm pretty familiar with the law, but I don't understand the impact of the common law issue with this. Well, the common law issue, it's uh, our given right for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This goes back to Magna Magna Carta or something. Right. And Thomas Jefferson and, you know, our, our constitutional rights and the Bill of Rights. And so I'm just wondering if your guest, if he's familiar with that, because he seems to be like, you know, be careful about writing letters and, you know, this, that, and, and, and watch out for this and watch out for that. And, and that's exactly what these people want. But so where does common law come in is that does he plan to ever hold them accountable for what he has experienced? That has to do with regular law, too. That's why I don't understand the big difference between common law and regular law. The problem with with regular law is that our court system is corrupt and their obligation is, first, their obligation is to the courts. Their second, maybe, obligation is to their clients. Well, that's your opinion, Connie. I disagree with you. A lawyer's first first obligation is a zealous protection or um, issue for on behalf of his client. I know that you think it's, it's uh, obligation is to the court, but it's very clear in in every single bar association uh, requirements that they put out there is zealous protection of their client is their number one requirement. So I'm not sure where this is coming from. Well, most people don't know the court system is a corporation and their CEOs and oh, they make a lot of oh. cases. Well. I've been around the court system for 35 years, and I just don't see that happening. I don't see where the proof of that is. If you can, if you can put a link in here and show us where the proof of that is, but the court system is the court system. It's, it's not, well, I just well, don't, I'm, I'm saying okay, common law is different than uh, you know the superior court okay. system, and a lot of times people can't mm-hmm. get due process, and that's just my taking it. And I'll send you information. I don't go into the chat line, but I'll gather information and send it to you, Linda. That would and be great. With, you know, every time there's a court case, there's a bid bond, a bit, uh, performance bond, and they're being bought up, just like our birth certificates are being bought, sold, and traded. How many people know that? Okay. You know? Well, yeah. How many people do know that? And where is the proof? Where is the proof? Right. You know, I mean, as long as I, can, as long as I can see some really solid proof of that, mm-hmm. great. And I hear that. I've heard that out there. I don't, I have not found anything that says that. That's what confirms, confuses me and concerns me. You know, that's a pretty negative view of our country. And I just, that worries me. 
Um, Frankly. Well, you know, when I was in Maryland and they said, you're going to go up against the government, you're not going to win. And, and so no attorney would take my case, you know, and so I had to represent myself and I prevailed against the senior attorney in the office of inspector general. I mean, that just shows corruption right there. They said, I'm not going to prevail. I did. Well, and I've done the same thing and I've represented myself and I've won too. My concern is, yeah, our lot of lawyers will not will not do anything for you if if it, if it's a large um, entity out there that is against you. There are a lot of lawyers that are afraid of that, and that is absolutely true. No matter how big the law firm, there's always some fear out there if they don't cooperate with something. And I and I understand that. I also don't. I, I think it's more out of fear. Than, than out of, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think that we're all sold out, frankly. I know I was treated well by a judge, very well. She really protected my interests uh, when, when she was going up against some really heavy-duty law firms. She didn't care. She protected my interests. And so th- there are some good ones out there, and that was litigation, and that was in Superior Court um, in Los Angeles. And there are, but there are some good judges out there. They're they're not all. And I went up against some really bad judges that made horrible decisions on my behalf. But I kept plugging. I kept going forward, and I ended up um, ended up winning because I finally got myself in front of a judge that was wonderful. Um, they're out there. They are out there. It's just right. a matter of it's hard to find them. Right. I'm not saying every doctor is corrupt, every lawyer is corrupt, but there's a lot of corrupt out there. I can't tell you lawyers I contacted in Maryland who wouldn't take my case, or they wanted a huge amount of money that I didn't have. And and they were lawyers. It's a a good old boys club, and I agree. I tried to get hold of, I tried to have the most powerful plaintiff's lawyer in Los Angeles, I called his offices. I knew his secretary. His secretary had worked for my husband, which the litigation was about my husband's estate. Um, and he would, he said, I'm, he, she said, he won't touch this case because your opponent is very powerful in the lawyer, trial lawyers association. Yeah, powerful lawyers can scare other lawyers, and that is a fact. And I ran into it 25 years ago, and I agree with you. That happens, but it's not all of them. It is not all of them. Right. And, and right, and I totally agree with you. And probably some lawyers don't even know the cases are uh there's a performance bond bid bond. And my friend went to court and she told asked the judge, I want to know what this court is getting for the performance bond, the bid bond and the something bond. And he did not say I don't know what you're talking about. He didn't give well, up the information. He didn't deny it. There's no bond out there. I'll gather the uh, information, the references, and I'll just. Yeah. You know, I hear about this bond and this. All lawyers are all courts are this and that, and they're all. We, I, I really would like to see the proof of that because I just, I know it's a very difficult situation for us to win in because lawyers are. they do have a good old boys club, and as a matter of fact, there's a book. Um, um, ah, I can't remember it. Um, um, anyway, it's a book about lawyers written by a lawyer that used to work for Hoover. It's an excellent book, and it really, it, it, he describes like five 
horrible crimes. I'm sorry, Bill. I'll be I'll be with you and we'll be back with you. Oh no, this is interesting. Um, I would, he, would like to to yeah. say the attorney that I contacted was Andrew Radden, and he's at seven 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 St. Paul Street, Suite six hundred, and he has argued cases before the Supreme Court. And he used to be a federal prosecutor. He's with a large law firm here in Baltimore. And um, fortunately, I felt he gave me good advice. Cause well, it sounds like it. Maybe he told you, already told you how to get away from your family that's, you know, possibly could. Yeah, because he said they you. can use them against you. He said it yeah. is done and we have to fight it and it's going to cost you yeah. money. That's where it could lead to, and then he warned me that the letters are used against you. If you write anything that can be interpreted as dangerous or crazy, that can be used right. against you. That's what he's talking about, Connie, when he's talking about the letters. If it can be used against you to put you in the hospital, and we know they're looking for things to use against us to put us in the hospital, if you want to keep yourself out of the hospital, it's probably a good idea not to write that angry letter. You know, that's what he's talking yeah, about. Not, a, not an angry letter, but a letter stating the facts and yeah. doing fine notarized affidavit. And that's your truth. And it's there. Um, the burden is on them to prove, discredit your fine notarized affidavit as to what you're experiencing and, and the research of and the patents and all this stuff on this technology. I mean, the Direct Energy Weapons Symposium, you know, they have these conferences in D.C. and stuff. They know about this stuff. The information is out there. They can't deny it, and they can't hide it. Now, what they can deny is, or or not fess up to, is they're using it on the American people. And, yeah, and, and we know this, and we know that that's, what we know is that we are in the process of proving that we're getting hit by this crap, right? Right. And, and at some point when I do have my case, I intend on naming uh, Cardin and Mikulski and Grassley and all those politicians that did not help me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wrote well, that. Well, good. Okay, the book I wanted out. to mention. Yeah, let me just say out. this. Go ahead, hon. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bill. I just want to say I did contact yes. Barbara Mikulski, too. She did not even reply to me. <laughs> oh, I got I didn't even... from her. Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you? I did. Multiple. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't I got, even get a response. I got too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What I want you to know is there's a book called Malice of Forethought. Is no, it was very. It was written 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Um, written by T- David Marston, and he really takes lawyers apart. He really does. In his first, in his first um, chapter, he he uh, describes about I don't know six, seven really ugly crimes, all the way from sexual abuse of a woman, just oh, ugly, ugly, down to absconding with the Girl Scout money. And he says, he says, you probably think, I mean, like, there are a variety of crimes, from huge to petty. And um, and he says, you probably think these are all members of your local mafia. So, not so. They are all members of the American Bar Association. He takes lawyers apart. And it's, and it's no... no um, Mystery that lawyers can be just like other people, just like doctors and dentists and everybody else, all these people we tend to give all this power to. We should not do that. We should remember they are just people and not necessarily good. Um, but lawyers, yeah, they have well, – there's a reason there's so many lawyer jokes. Um, they have a reputation. Um, 
But um, but the whole system is not the whole system is not bad. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not all corrupt, and that's not. And you know, I I really want to know what the difference between the one kind of law and the regular litigation superior court law is. I don't quite understand. I mean, we've got laws in the superior court that protect us. Also, they have to they have to live by the law. They cannot just go up and make decisions that aren't within the law, no matter what kind of law it's called. Oh, they have they have to comply with that. That's, well, they're supposed to, unless they're going to sell you out, which happens. But what I'm saying is I, I really need to see that kind of proof that there's all this other stuff going on. Because I don't get it, Connie. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll gather it and send it to you. I would I don't really appreciate it. I just wanted to know if he was familiar with common law. I mean, there's people using common law, and they're filing cases, and, you know, they're getting judgments. And so I just wanted to well, know if he was familiar. Okay. Um, I'm also hearing that something about if your name is capitalized, that means this, and if it's not, it means that. No, I worked in, I worked in, in law for so long, and that's just not the case. If the case is filed, it's just not whether it's not it's capitalized. There is, um, they do, they are capitalizing off our all caps name. And there's one um, person in uh, California and the judge indicated that their all caps name is not them. And that's on record. So I'm trying to get that because I'm helping. Please. I'm not sure what you just said. I didn't hear the whole thing. But yeah, if, if it's capitalized, it's supposed to mean a corporation. If it's not, it's not. That's just not... I I just really need to see what that's about because I never saw that in law and I worked in it for so long. So I yeah, just, and there's I, people you know, filing there's people filing a UCC one to take back ownership of their all caps name so that other people can't capitalize off it. And supposedly, when you file a UCC one and you take ownership of your name, you come out of the public sector and you go into the private sector. That takes you sort of out of the public sector into the private sector. And um, when you file a UCC-1, supposedly they're supposed to pay all your utilities um, because you become a, a creditor instead of, de- of a debtor. Um, so, and there's oh, okay. information on that. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. Um, back to the, uh, this UC thing, um, yeah. like we don't have, okay. Um, okay. If, if, you know, I'd sure like to see all that, that, um, that, that says we don't own our name and we've got some kind of we're traded on the on the stock market. Where where is that law? Where is the legal aspect of that? I want to know. The, and guess sixteen. I don't know what you're talking about. Guess sixteen. Um, apparently, guess sixteen many, agrees with you. People who are really knowledgeable about this, Linda. And there's okay. A, so, so please right. provide the information. Right. Well, I'm not going to hand everything to you on a silver platter. I I don't have any. I'm not asking to you to, Connie. If you want, if you want me mm-hmm. to understand it, great. If you want to tell me what to what to research, good. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I just okay. want to. I just want. I just want to know what you're talking about. And apparently, okay. guess sixteen thinks that thinks it's that we should go back to Magna Carta. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Okay, yeah. that's he's on your he's on your team, hon, and that's yeah. great. And I will research and research. No, this is a guest in the chat room, um, uh, and, and I'll be glad to research it. I just it concerns me that all this stuff goes on around there, out there, and I can't find it. 
And, and just Ms. Jefferson tried to warn us about a tyrannical okay. government. So, yeah. Okay. We're not going to get into all this tonight, Connie. All right. Okay? Yeah. Like but I thank said, you. Okay. okay. Thank you, hon. Okay. Um, okay. CC, you were on. Hi, CC. I'm going to unmute you because you were on a call the other night when you were checking, talking to Bill about the. Um, about your site or about your uh, on Facebook? Are yeah, you there? This is Bill. This is Bill. Bill's here tonight. He just got through talking to us. Did you have anything more you wanted to say to him or ask him? What were he we was talking impressed. about? I don't know. He went to your page and he was very impressed with what you have on there. I, Bill? I don't. I don't know what we were talking about though. Okay, it was on. Um, it was on Derek's call. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> you, Bill, what do you do, Bill? How 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 is it? I I'm so sorry, but I am being tormented to the hilt, and my dog is so sick. I know they're oh. I know they're tormenting him too. He won't eat. He won't drink. And I assume that this either has to do uh, with my postings um, on the pages that I have developed or it's because I brought once again to uh the the organized stocking community the idea of going mobile in your home. So I don't know, it could be it could be neither of those, but I don't know why I'm I'm absolutely being tortured and tormented with malodorants uh, pain. My dog looks like he's about to die. Uh, his head starts shaking. His mouth starts shaking. They're doing this to him. I know they're doing it because it happened before, um, like a month or two ago, and then it stopped happening. And uh, he started getting better. And uh, he turns his one uh, ear down. His right ear is like his head is propped to the side like he's got an earache. I checked his ears. Uh, there's nothing wrong with his ears that I can tell. Uh, he, they're just torturing him and myself. It's awful. Uh, the malodorants, burning rubber, skunk. I mean, uh, what else? You know, I don't. I don't know. Just as awful. Anyway, so Bill, how's it going? Good. And <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm going to try to. I don't know how to say this in the right way. But what I can say is that when they're doing that, I get mad and, like, I'll say crazy stuff or say something to the wall or whatever. But I always try to work on how I react. Um, oh, I, when they no, think, when they you think, know, I, I'm, I'm pretty used to it. This has been going on for years now. Yeah. For well, years. I've been getting malodorant and the torture via pain I've been getting for a long time, even longer than the um than the malodorants. So, um uh or you know, maybe they malodored me before when I lived in in Hawaii, um I lived at a place that used to get the smell of sewage uh come right through my window at night. Uh, but there was, uh, uh, if you went uh, two or three miles down the road, there was a sewage um, business down there of some type. I don't know. Um, it was gross. Uh, but, and I always wondered, how is it that that smell comes 
two or three miles down the road to where our apartment complex is, and I'm the only one complaining about it. So, <clears throat> at night, by the way, it only came at night. So, um, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is maybe I've been a TI longer than I realize. Uh, but the malodorants um, were uh, intentionally. Uh, uh, in other words, they wanted me to know that I was being harassed by a malodorant. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, in 2014, I believe it was uh, September 2014. Uh, 2014, um, mm-hmm. after I uh, realized that one of our Orange County Board of Supervisors was married to the workers' comp judge, presiding judge at the Anaheim uh, DWC or WCAB. So, um, and I put that together, and, and I mean, what a, what a, uh, you know, I, I think about all of the things that we go through, and I literally cannot believe that the United States does this to its own citizens, and I know that they are, and I know because it's happening to me, and it's happening to all of you, and it's been happening for more, you know, for some people for more than 30, 40 years, and since uh, uh, the 1960s, I mean, my, my arms are jerking, too. Uh, my hands jerk. Uh, uh, I'll touch the mouse to use my computer, and my hand will just jerk. Um, I, I, you know, uh, my, my legs jerk, my muscles jerk. I mean, the shit they do to us is awful. Uh, uh, but I just, I sit back and I think, Why? Do others follow these directives? I mean, I w- I'm a whistleblower. When somebody gives me a bad directive, I tell them, no, it's not going to happen. It may be that, you know, uh, you think it's okay, but I can tell you it is not okay. Well, you have to remember, these people are brainwashed. They are recruited into these agencies either at college or from the military. They're given a high salary, usually Edward Snowden, I think they said it was making 120 some thousand. So they're given a good salary, and they consider themselves part of an elite group now. They've made it. They're in this group. They're going to be taken care of, um, and they're brainwashed. And we have to do this to protect America or for whatever they think it is. And they brainwash these, and they usually get them young. I would bet that most of the people recruited in this program are right out of college or right out of the military. Yeah, that's when you I can indoctrinate. I, I believe you're right, but does uh, uh, is, is America producing such stupid people uh, uh, or morally bankrupt <laughs> people that, that they don't know how to say no? I'm sorry, you may be my may be the general or the colonel, but the order that you're giving is illegal. They they don't I mean they just don't say that. Well, then they they would they would just mean, try to they, they would try to get you for insubordination. It's intimidation, is what it is. Take them to court. Take them to court. Then go before well, the Congress and tell, have... and tell Congress. You know, if I if I were in the military, I'd say fuck these bastards. <laughs> you know, well, that's hard to do. My language, but this is bullshit. That's you hard cannot to do. do this to our own people, and you shouldn't well, be doing it to anyone. You it's have to remember the military has a separate court. The military is under they don't fought, they don't they're not under the same court system as citizens are. Not the that military, kind of court. I'm talking about the court of public opinion before. Well, Congress. I mean, the, the military people, 
you're pretty oh. much if the military is involved, they they're handled different, and um, they get them at a young age, and they're brainwashed. So they you're not you're taught not to, you know you're taught to follow orders, do what you're told. This is for the good of the country. You're you're brainwashed with all this. Matter of fact. I, if I remember right, it was at NSA at Fort Meade. We had films we used to go down and watch. Can you um, just stop for a moment? Linda, there's somebody yeah. either snoring or intentionally. Yeah, yeah. just a minute. Can we just... I, I it's not it's Brian, is that you? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. It's I not know, me. I'm just kidding you. Know. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. No. Um, I, hold on. No, no, I, I will mute and unmute. Okay, go ahead. Can you go ahead? Okay. Can you hear me? Can you go ahead? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, you guys. Okay. You said you're getting limbs and stuff are being attacked. I'm getting what? Yeah. Are your limbs are being attacked? Like you're getting jerks? Oh yeah. That's I mean, ner- my, that's my nervous inter- system. That's you nervous system manipulation. Crap. Yes, I have a patent for that. This is one that I found from nervous system manipulation. The patent is six five zero six one four eight. And it will explain some of that. Because I've I had that. Yeah. It's I called get, nervous I get system the, manipulation. I get the whole gamut of stuff. I get dream manipulation, dream interrogation. The dream interrogation is is uh, um, uh, strictly about my workers' comp claim. Uh, they want to know my medical history, how I was injured at work. They've asked me. They interrogated me a couple of times about that. So that's why this points to uh, workers' comp and and the insurance carrier. And the defense attorney, by the way, used to be in the military. He was, um, according to his bio, he was a military hostage negotiator. So uh, it could be that he's doing this to me. I don't know. Um, um, or uh, now I, I did blow the whistle on a former employer, and he said he had friends in high places. Uh, and the real estate community is is pretty powerful lobbyist. Uh, no doubt they probably have friends at Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, or whoever has their hands on this technology or who is testing it or developing it. Um, but uh, uh, the the fact is that our our uh, law enforcement is participating in this, including the FBI, so I'm told. Uh, oh, yeah. The I think they're the main ones. Local police. And, and I have to say, why? Why would you be so immoral? This is, this is not just a crime and cr- crimes against humanity. It is flat-out immoral to taunt torture and maim they've maimed my entire back my shoulders my neck uh at the workers comp medical procedures i was brutally uh, uh forced under anesthesia and maimed from my the base of my skull down to my tailbone throughout my back my muscles my tendons my ligaments were literally burned off my spinal column i i, I I mean, I, I, my body will never be the same. And why on earth does anybody deserve that kind of treatment? Nobody deserves. That was a retaliatory act. Well, it's because the local law enforcement has been manipulated, but he's so-called, quote-unquote, higher-ups. That's what the reason why. You know, a lot of them don't so even realize it. 
instead of, uh, uh, well, then we can't call them law enforcement. We have to call them lawbreakers. They're criminals. Yeah, the ones that are involved in it surely are. Yeah, I agree 100%. They are criminals, but they have a lot of power behind them. That's the issue, in my opinion. It's that power, and that's what we're trying to fight. We're trying to get as much power on our side by making this more apparent to the general public so that they can be outraged and be with us. So we right. have also have power. There's more of us than there are, than there are of them, I think. Yes, there fun. is, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to say hello to Mr. Builder. Bill, do you know Ryan? Hi. Yes, I believe he was on Monday night. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're from Tennessee? Hello. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes, I was listening. Um, probably after I stopped talking, I was listening to you guys talk for a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah you were talking I about the RVs. Well, we appreciate you. We do appreciate you. Thank yeah, I used to enjoy going down to Tennessee. I did a lot of camping and hiking in the Smoky Mountains. <laughs> oh, Be cool. careful. Yeah. Be careful. He'll get you down there to go camping. He's asking everybody <laughs> to go camping. Yeah, yeah. But it, see, it's mostly girls, though, but I'd probably make an exception. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, right. That's good old Ryan. <laughs> mostly girls. <laughs> he is so funny. He is, he, <laughs> he's not shy. No, I got married down there. Actually, my uh, ex-wife and I, we eloped, and we went to, um, uh, oh, I can't remember the courthouse, Dolly Parton statues out front. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't even we... know the name of that. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the name of it. That's where we got married. We just took off because it was just like, she was just like, I don't feel like a wedding. And I'm like, man, neither do I. So we just said, take time and just go to Smokey's camp, get married down there because it's simple. <laughs> Very nice. I mean, it's, it's that's that's the place to do it. I, I'm sure it was beautiful at that time as well. I mean, oh yeah, we went hiking. We were um, we were at the Cage Cove. We spent oh a few yeah, yeah, yeah. That place yeah, then, was beautiful. Oh yeah, that was nice. And then uh, we did some backpacking on the Appalachian Trail, and then we went up through Klingman's Dome, hiked up through the AT there. Then we went over to Cherokee. And we were over that side for a little bit. Then we rode to Blue Ridge home. And we Hit Grandfather Mountain in North oh, Carolina. Yeah, yeah nice. so we, that was it. Was a nice little, you know, we got married. Our little honeymoon was that. That's very uh, neat. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I know you've been here. Yeah, I was talking to somebody earlier that said they they grew up here and then moved to L.A. So it's quite a few people that's been here actually. Yeah, um, I remember we were somewhere, and someone pointed out and said, that's the owner of Dunkin' Donuts has a house down there in Gatlinburg, I guess. He does. Yeah, he sure does. And uh, yeah. there's another pizza chain that, that somebody, the, the the CEO of a pizza chain that lives here somewhere, I forget which one it is, but maybe Papa John's, I'm one of the things. I'm not sure of that, but I know the Dunkin' Donuts, somebody said, that's the guy who owns Dunkin' Donuts has that house. Right, yeah. <laughs> Okay, you guys, we have somebody else who wants to ask sure. a question. It is East Virginia. I think that's Hugh. Is that Hugh? Is that you? Hugh, are you Hello. there? Hello? Hugh, are you there? Oh, no. He added me as a friend on Facebook, Linda. You can friend him. If you probably already have, haven't you? And you go. Oh, you? No. Oh, but I'll oh, yeah. find him on your. I'll find him on your friends list. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Him and Bill both are, are very nice guys. 
Yeah, he sounds very nice. I think he may have may have nodded off because I I did mute him um, when we were trying to hear the, who is who was um, snoring or whatever. And yeah. I think I think I think it may have been him. I think maybe he's gone nodded off. I'm not sure, but. Well, you- um, you know, hell, it's probably somebody that's even lucky to get any damn sleep, you know? They would think yeah. they targeted the way they yeah. are. I mean, see, see me, if I, you, you know this, Linda, but I'm, some people may not know. If I don't drink at least a quart of beer uh not, I don't get any sleep. It, this AI is programmed to keep me awake constantly if I don't drink. Yeah. Well, I have a question for you then. Do they yeah. attack your bladder? Not so much the bladder. It's mostly the the, the limb jerking, involuntary movement of the limbs. Hey, I have yeah. to wake up every thirty minutes, every hour to go to the bathroom. Wow. Yeah. Well, they do that to a lot of people. I tell you, yeah. they really do. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. That's how they get me. All night long for me. It's like mm. really again. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm be on the way back to bed. You know, it's crazy. Okay. Well, All right. if you're a male, you can just buy a little one of those urinals to keep next to your bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but here's that's the tricky I, part about that. I'm not a man. <laughs> yeah. That's the so problem any, men, any men out there listening, you can do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, Cece, are you okay, hon? Yeah, Cece. I'm fine. I... I um, worry about my little dog because I know they're torturing him. And, uh, uh, you know, it's. Yeah. I know it feels bad. All of us know how bad it feels. It's debilitating. I was, I, I, they had me up all last night. I didn't go to bed until, I don't know, 6.30, 7 o'clock this morning. Yeah. Then I couldn't get out of bed till damn near 4.35 o'clock. Uh, so, hmm. uh, I mean, so I, I hurt all over. I have so much pain. Yeah. And and then uh, I, I was hoping that my little dog would have, would have felt better. He does not feel better. And his little head's shaking, his, uh-huh. his jaw is shaking. And, and yeah. uh, I just, I don't know. I, I just, there's no way to understand why anybody... There's no. no I mean there are definitely different kinds of people are there not because yeah. most people I don't believe would be able to do this. I mean no. unless unless there is something wrong with them. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Oh there's definitely something wrong with them. Hun, I've had three dogs and one cat killed by them. One of my, one of my cats hemorrhaged to death screaming in my arms because and I found the medication that they had used to do it. They locked yeah. that in my office to let me know they'd also been in my office, you know? And oh. I mean they did that. I mean and then they killed just a wonderful dog by he had tumors all over his body which just like sprung up overnight and um yeah, and I had to have him put down. And another little little Yorkie that um that they gave um what is that stuff you put in your car freezer? Uh, you know, antifreeze. Yeah, antiethylene glycol. Yeah, yeah. she had antifreeze in her body when I yeah. had it. You know, and then another dog recently. Yeah. Just well, actually, it's another dog now. It's it's four dogs and a cat. Um, two dogs where they won the hit. I mean, they've been doing this to me for years, and I friggin' hate them for this. Right. And honey, yeah. I, Cece, I so understand where you're coming from. It's so. But it happens, and I'm so sorry for your little guy. 
You know, so why, why does our government protect these people? Why haven't they, why isn't there anybody who has enough gumption or immorality in their little finger to say, you will stop now? Exactly, yeah. The power behind this is now. Well, you know, anybody that would deliberately harm an animal, I mean, what, just go ahead and take them and hang them out of a tree, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hang them out of a tree, hang them high. Hey, look at these people who enjoy trophy hunting. To me, I I just can't I can't yeah. wrap my head. How can you kill a lion? Right. I mean, I go into yeah. the wilderness because yeah. I love to see the animals, and I I, I have friends I who hunt it. deer, but I couldn't even kill a deer. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. I don't think I yeah. could either. And you know, you know how much of that goes on here to uh, hunt. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And killing anything that breathes. Yeah. Can I offer oh. some of her some advice for her dog? Connie. Yeah. Yeah, she's um, having a lot of trouble with the dog. Connie does have some ideas about this, Cece. If, if, right. you put some, if you put some newspaper down, if the dog isn't strong enough to go on the paper, um, him or herself. And oh, he poops all the time on. Uh, he poops all the time on potty pads. He's and that's no, another. No. He has been going poop a lot. <laughs> yeah, but the, intuitively, um, the animals will go. If you put newspaper down for cats or dogs um, or paper, they'll go, they'll go lay on the paper because it's safer for them. Yeah. And it seems to give them some protection, like newspaper or something. It, it's protected for a while. And if you take, like, um, maybe a little apple cider vinegar and put it in the palm of your hand, and uh, mm-hmm. if you have an organite, and you and you basically take your hand and run it from the top of the head near like and then down the spine and then down the tail and, and then down the legs. It can take off like an electrostatic charge, and um, it, it can be somewhat helpful and relieving to the pet. Um, but if you want to, you have my number. If you want to give me a call, I'll, I'll be glad to send you a package to maybe help your dog. Um, I, I used to make a lot of organite and stuff, and if you put your palm on the top of the muffin and, and take the bottom of the muffin, um, I have a lot of grounding things on the bottom, but anyways, and, and some stones, and if you put your palm, it transmutes the energy to good energy, and it that can give relief to animals, and it, I've done it. A kid in California I sent it to, he did it to his little five-pound dog. I did it to a 200 English Mastiff. Wow. Um, but well, why don't you a, send me some, Connie? I tried to make it once, and I used uh, aluminum instead of medical particles, and it all turned out it, it was basically a ball of aluminum. Well, I tried to make it, and I put the epoxy resin in it and everything. It turned out really bad, grotesque-looking. No, I use I use Lemurian and Tibetan crystals, and I also use amethyst, um, black obsidian, copper. I use stainless steel. I use iron pyrite. I, I nice. use to name it, but it, it's beautiful as well as functional. Right. Um, and it and it stopped tinnitus for some people. It stopped uh, little heart shaped ones that were really small. Used to stop electronic rape for a lot of women. Um, and uh, so, anyways, I would be glad to send you a package. You can give me um, a call, and I do have some suggestions on how you can help your animal. I will. Oh, yeah, you mean me or Bill? 
Um, but you thought it was Cece. You thought it was Cece. Cece's trying to help our friend who's upset. Yeah, um, well, Cece's a little warrior. She really is, and, and she's, t- she's yes, tough, she and she gets passionate. And I like to hear it when she, you know, she lets a few out, but that's good, you know. She deserves the right. People, TIs, as well as the animals. The animals rely on us to protect and help them, so we need to do our best to do that. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I huh. say, I, you know, I was telling the guys last night on, on the show that uh, I seen this video on YouTube where this some idiot thug kid was, he, he had a camera attached on the end of a, a scope on a, a pellet pistol, and, and this little thug was shooting the eyeballs out of rabbits oh, and laughing about it. I can't it. hear that. I can't God, hear that. I reported him to PETA, and I, and I hope he's being sodomized in prison right now. It's <laughs> just a beyond comprehension that anybody yeah. can do this. Exactly. And, if, and, and Bartles and Cece, her, you should see, I mean, Cece, she, she's had pictures of this cute little, what is it again, Cece? Cute little thing? My brother. Yeah, your you mean my dog? Oh, your little, uh, he is so cute. And so little, little baby. Face. Yeah, he's your baby, and you can see that. You can see that he's been loved, and you can see, I mean, you still, I mean, he looks all, you know, clean and happy and all that good stuff, even though he's so sick, and I'm so sorry. And that's yeah. a heartbreaker. Um, and, and hopefully Connie, what Connie's telling you, will work. And, you know, it's worked for her. I'm sure it's worked for other people, and I hope it works for you. And it will. It will. You know. Do you know about it? Do you have a Do you have a homeopathic um, a a vet around there that might have something that could help? That you know, classic medicine doesn't know about. I honestly, this is one of the things that I believe. Um, I believe um, that they're trying to get me to spend every last dollar. I take. I've spent thousands of dollars on him at the vet several years and uh i thought to myself you know he's uh he's 14 or 15 and he's going on 15 or 16 and i thought my god if they kill him then there's nothing i can do right but if i keep making him better he's just gonna suffer longer and longer if i keep taking him to the doctor um uh it's been like three or four hundred dollars a month for the last several months Taking yeah. him back and forth to the doctor for for yeah. shit that I know they are doing. Yep. Um, yep. So I decided this time I'm not taking him to the vet. Uh, it, he's not eating. Uh, he's bare, he did just drink some water. Yeah. Uh, he did eat maybe a tablespoon of sweet potatoes. I I mash up sweet potatoes. That's one of his favorites, and he'll take on a teaspoon or a tablespoon of that. Um, but the problem is, is when he's unwilling to eat, he doesn't get his heart medication, and he's got, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. he's got what's that uh, um, congestive heart failure, oh, and uh, so I ha- I managed to get down a Lasix today. Uh, I just stuffed it in some freshly made uh, uh, mashed sweet potatoes, and he started licking it, and then he turned his nose up, and I just. Yeah. grabbed his mouth and shoved the rest of it in because and, and, the pill was in that. And he swallowed it, so he did take his Lasix, and that's the most important pill. Yeah. Um, but yeah. he's, still, he's still, you know, he's not happy. He's being tortured. Yeah. 
Wait, 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 I know that when my dogs have stopped eating, and all of a sudden I can even get steak down their mouth, in their mouths, or get them to eat that. He gets, I know. Uh, I yeah. gave him steak uh, the other day, um, yeah. and it turned his poop into uh, like real soft, almost watery, but not quite watery. Yeah. And I don't know if that was them uh, messing with him. He likes we it. We never know. But he's more we of a chicken boy. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, see, they do that. They, they, they do that. They harm you for your animals, Cecilia. You yeah. trauma, to traumatize you, yeah. Yep. yep. Because they know it hurts you. He feels pain. Yeah. You feel pain when they do that. It's, done to tra- yeah. it's trauma-based mind control is what it is. It sure is, and they do it one after the other after the other to me. Oh, yeah. This is the yeah. last dog that I have now that I will ever have. I can't do it to him anymore, you know? He, they broke two of his two of his vertebrae in his back. I came home, and he was barely walking. The next morning, he wasn't walking. I took him to the doctor. They, they, made me, they, took, they told me to go over to the local surgeon over in Sacramento. I um, went over there, and um, and they kept him. Overnight, and when I went back to get him, he said, "Here is, I want to show you the, you know, the video of, of when they put the thing in there, um, and to show me what had happened." And he said, "His his um, two of his vertebrae literally exploded. I don't can't remember yeah. if it shattered or exploded, but they were just in pieces. And that's resonant. not something that happens naturally, you know." Right. So, and, and apparently maiming uh, the back. Is one of their expertise. Yep. Yep. Uh, so they've maimed my back, and uh, the other yep. day I was holding Bradley, oh, and I noticed oh. that his muscles are very loose, and I thought, oh my God, yeah. did they give him a connective tissue disorder too? Or probably you know, they, uh, to, probably so he, like they did with you. Yeah. You know. So yeah. I assume that's what they did to him too. Uh, yeah. It's fun to. Uh, I don't know. I I I can't. Yeah. It's not. It's like. A, I mean, how do you yeah, look? I mean, how do you have a normal conversation with people like that? I mean, there's no way you have to. I'd want to sit them down and say, just how fucked up in the head are you that you think it's okay to brutalize? This is not scientific. This is brutality. Yeah. This is no. This is not scientific. This is, this is absolute this is brutality. It's yeah. barbaric. It's barbarianism. Barbaric torture, uh, and yeah. the more we the more we get together, and the more we show up, like Bill did at this you know at this congressional hearing where he knew there would be media. That's what I so love about what he did. He and not only that, uh, I think we need to start showing up on on the footsteps of the FBI as well, because from what I understand, they are participating in this as well. And if they are, by golly, mm-hmm. we need to we need to show up on their steps, and then we need to also find out which universities yeah. uh, were involved. We already in. know, dear. Read it. Read it. You can find it in Wikipedia. It, it oh. has a long list of the universities that are involved. If they are, uh, if they were involved, then we need to start picketing in front of their universities and letting the world know what the fuck they're doing for money. Exactly. Because they're doing this for money. They're torturing their fellow citizens for money. Yep. Well, I tell you, yep. here's how the FBI is at fault. 
the FBI, when when victims go to local law enforcement, what happens is they get sent to the, to the G-man at the FBI. And then the G-man, they tell them, well, we don't investigate this. It's, you need to go back to your local law. And it, it turns into a runaround. And see, that's how the FBI are involved in it. They're turning the other cheek. They're standing down. They're either being remotely influenced mm-hmm. or they're, they're, they're under orders. Anybody that comes to them and complains of this, Regard them as a nut. Tell them to get out or recommend them to a, 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 a psychiatrist or okay. whatever. Okay, but there is something else that I've heard discussed, and I think we should stress it more, which is the FBI is – these agencies that are supposed to be protecting us, actually when we file a complaint with them, they are required to protect us. And it's well, well remember, can, I went to the Santa Ana Police Department in Orange I'm County. I'm saying they do. I'm not saying oh, they, they do. refused to take a. They refused to give me a case number and refused to take a report. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I went there more than three times. I went there. I'm, at I'm least not saying they do. I'm time. saying that we have we have something we can do about it. If they don't protect us as is required by law, then there are certain things we can do about them not protecting us. Okay, well, I mean, but you, you, to them <laughs> for the very fact that they have not protected us. Okay, you we never we. Well, I've heard people say that on here, and people who know, and and yet we've never really followed that one up, and I think it's a good one to follow up, because if they're not going to protect us, well, who will, as we all know, well, no one, um, but then we can go after them for not doing their job, is what exactly. I'm saying. It's gross negligence. It's not only gross negligence, it's gross negligence. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what we can go after them for, gross negligence. I think that's our. I think well, that's our... I think that would be the best um, Me too. class action we've got. You know, uh, Linda, I mean, I well, exactly once again, what you're saying to do. I once again, though, it's going to come down to proof. That's Luda. Right. Just a minute. I did the exact thing you're saying we should do. I accused mm-hmm. them of not protecting me ever since 2002. Mm-hmm. I've sent mm-hmm. them over 200 pages of evidence, mm-hmm. documents, evidence that you can't refute. But you know what they do? They what? don't even reply to you. They don't even give you the dignity to reply to you, but yet they sign for everything you send. I even went to the um, district. But you're just you one person, it? Luda. But Luda, you're I, just one person doing that. I am, but I went to many people there. I went to the top, okay. way at the top, okay. all the way down through. Okay. I went to many people. But they somehow don't feel they have to respond to you even. You're, Unless they hard. get class action. If we, well, if they I don't absolutely, know. I know what you're saying, and they try to get away with that, but they haven't faced a class action yet. <laughs> for, they're absolutely for, guilty. They're absolutely yes, they're guilty. guilty of not protecting They're absolutely us. guilty of negligence, but, and they right. haven't gotten a class action against them yet. They haven't been pushed to that degree, and they're not going to do a damn thing until we do push them to that degree. Right. Make them you know? do their job. Force them to do the job. You know, we but were... Me and I still wanted to say something. Guys, Hold it, you guys. I interrupted Bill. Oh. Bill, I'm sorry. I interrupted oh. you. You were going to say something? Oh, I was going to say the main thing is burden of proof. Right. Um, yeah. That is the hard thing. Right now, mm-hmm. the way things stand, you can take patents to them, show them, and then they're just going to say, well, prove we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, our bodies that are burned to a crisp bill. That's why I was telling Midge and I have tremendous evidence. We've got pictures yeah. and everything of our bodies that are burnt. 
uh, look at our DNA and our blood work. This all proves that we're targets. It's all in the blood. It's their job. It's their job to investigate that, That's and they're right. not yeah, they're just doing it. By the reports, they falsified all my reports in workers' comp, and even outside. Well, of you work. hang on to that information, and you keep it safe and sound, and you present it with the class action. We're going to get nowhere without a class action. One or two of us go and scream and yell at the local cops, and eh, they're going to say, "Oh, there's another one." You know, forget it, hide it, file it in the, in the you know, the round can. Um, and ignore it. Not a class action. They can't do that. The if burden there, if there of proof should of be on The burden of proof should be on law enforcement. Yeah, yeah. They are the ones who should be looking at this, and they're That's not, right. and they're getting away with it. Exactly. I think mean, a class action against them would you be You know what, perfect. Linda? Now, how much huh. sense does it make that we would have to mm-hmm. go to the police and say, and the police say to us, "Prove it." What if a woman gets <laughs> yes. uh, raped and and mm-hmm. uh, uh, but she doesn't have a mark on her because she was drugged, mm-hmm. and it's the next day, and she goes and she says, "I was raped and drugged." Mm-hmm. Y- you going to tell me the police are going to say, "Prove it"? Sometimes, um, but what I am saying, well, so okay, it's not fair. True, we are not being treated fairly. True. They are not d- doing their duty. True. They are neglecting their duty. True. We get to sue them for that. No, they're not going to be fair. And then we're not looking for fair. We're looking to make them do something. Okay? Because they're not going to be fair. We already know that. That's well, I wonder how the, I wonder how they would feel the, the almightiness of a huge, uh, big ass mass filing lawsuit against. Now that's that that is exactly. such a Where are you powerful. Get there isn't an attorney on the on oh, uh, I don't, no, this we'll is different. It. This is oh, different. Yeah. This is different than than a bunch of TIs going in there and saying, "Well, I've been hit by something I can't see." Right. Now you know you and I know it's true, but try to get them to take it seriously. That's not easy. However, if the if the if the, if the police refuse to investigate all of these injuries, they are right. all. We're all receiving. That's a whole different ballpark. That's provable. They are not doing a thing. That is provable. That is, I agree. I concur. Yeah. I think we have a place there. I think we have a possibility there. And, Bill, I agree with you that it's hard to prove who's doing this to us, but that's not necessarily our job. That's That's their job. I was telling you earlier what I think is going to break this is when yeah, yeah. something happens and someone on the inside decides to expose that Aaron Alexis was a targeted individual, then people will say, what? Yeah. Then something will happen. Something's going to happen to somebody, and hopefully a disgruntled person will leak something to somebody. That is mm-hmm. the only way I honestly think that you're going to be able to prove it is if someone comes forward with documents that well, can prove, someone will. Yeah. you know, well, like if someone came forward with documents that proved that Aaron Alexis was targeted, then you see what the result was. That wouldn't be, I think, something that would grab the attention of everyone in the country. Like what? I agree. Too. The government well, experiment on someone who snapped. We do and have a like, woman that it was witness of that, though. She was stayed in the same hotel as, as Aaron Alexis did prior to the shooting, and he was mm-hmm. very concerned that he couldn't get sleep, 
and she knew it, and she heard him, and he talked to her. I don't know where she is now, and and she brought it up when I didn't really know much yet. So I I can't I don't know what her name is, but, but there is someone out there that does know, and it was it was right there in the same hotel with him when he was being hassled, and he could hear voices, and he didn't yeah. know where the voices were coming from, and you know, and he talked to her about all that. Damn. What he was hearing was an elk wave transmission, according to Dr. Hall. It, you can make sounds appear to be... It's actually a sound projection. I mean, just look at, uh, you know, patriot whistleblowers like Mr. Bill here. We need more people like that. I mean, you 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 work for the Central Intel, right? You've been Department of Defense and all that, right? Bill? Yeah, oh, me? I, I worked at the National Security Agency. Oh, National Sec, Okay. Yeah, I was at Fort Meade. Are you familiar with, uh, what's her name, Uh, um, Linda? Uh, Karen, Karen, you're talking about Karen? Yeah, Karen Stewart, yeah. Karen Stewart? Yeah, I think she was the one here earlier, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe you guys should get together. Yeah, I was wondering what unit she worked in. Hmm. I don't know. She's still here. Let me go. I thought maybe, maybe the noise was coming from her line. I wasn't sure. Let me go open that up. I just set my alarm because it's getting weird around here. But um, <laughs> it is. You know, I got some really strange neighbors. Okay, let me go see if we can rouse her up. That would be great if you guys could get together. And because Karen is very active. My God, she's active. And I mean, she's active like you're. Well, you know, she's been active longer than you have. But she would be a great person. For you two to tie up together, that would be great. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Karen, Karen. And Midge is back. Hi, Midge. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna... Karen, are you there? Uh-oh. I think Karen's oh, hi, sleeping. Linda. Hi, Jaya. Hi, Jaya. Hey, I just want to tell people that you have to go in person to the FBI. Um, yeah. they, you do have to go through a process when you get there. I've been twice, and you have to fill out a form before they'll even talk to you because they have to check you out, and then mm-hmm. uh, then you're assigned an agent. So uh, to do it over the phone or cool. to just send them things, they will not take anything like that into consideration. You have to go in person. Okay. Hey, sweet. Well, yeah. thank you. Hi, and Ryan. I think Hi, Kate Ryan. Hey. <laughs> and if they won't, I know they're sweet, Ryan. I <laughs> just want to be before you do start. Um, um, yeah. If yeah, we send them, yeah. huh? but if, if they, yeah, yeah, if they don't yeah. do anything for us, I think I assume we can follow up with a letter and say, you know, I was in there. I, I've given you this form. I, I've not heard anything. Can you please advise? I mean, we're looking it's, for something yeah. where they just, if they just right. won't do a thing, looking right. for a, a, you know. Diligent, right. and they were not operating with diligence as they're supposed yes. to by law. Well, exactly. Well, they're not doing anything. So, well, exactly. but you have before you get any kind of acknowledgement, though, you have to go yeah. in person. Okay. So that's what Thank you. You have to go through Thank a whole you. process going there. A whole process. So, but everyone join the class action lawsuit. It's the only way that we're going to bring it yeah. into this. Yeah. All right. That, and, so, and targeted individuals. Together. You guys targeted justice. I mean, targeted justice. Yeah. Is Midge was the original person to, to decide on doing this, I think, and she was founder. a founder along <laughs> with some other co-founders. But Midge is the is the um, what, what would you call it? The, well, I, I want to say yeah, head I pres- of steam. 
Yeah, the, I had uh, an I- this idea three years yeah. ago and presented it to Greg Mann yeah. and then um, met Richard Lighthouse. And so Beautiful. it kind of just snowballed from there. And it's so. been it's moved ever since there. And yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for telling us about about the FBI. What we're looking to yeah. do is find, it's like there's got to be, there are, there are legal requ- there are requirements that these Absolutely. people do something. That's right. And they're not doing it. We yeah. pay their salary, don't we? Yeah. There you go. Not doing anything. Yeah. yeah. They need to be held accountable. Yeah. Absolutely. And possibly a class action would be good about that too, don't you think? Right. Well, it's, you know, it's you know, coming from my personal story, my ex husband, mm-hmm. my ex husband mm-hmm. has had a relationship with them. He's a DOD contractor. You know, mm-hmm. I've told the story before. They've used our garbage company to spy on customers. So they know mm-hmm. exactly when I go in who I am. They know who he is. Mm-hmm. You know, they've seen my pictures and everything. They still don't do anything. The most they've done is, I mean, they did say some wonderful things to me, and they did send me to the Secret Service when I showed them some things. So I did get that far. And the Secret Service did what? The Secret Service handles RICO. Yeah, what did they do anything is, for you? Which is which is money laundering. Right. Well, I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I just I didn't go in person. I called them over the phone because I wanted to check them out first because their office is right across the street from my ex-husband. So Ooh. I didn't go in person. I called them. Yeah. And then when they asked me what bank was involved uh, in the racketeering, I told them. They said they couldn't help me. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Well, there, we've got another person we can sue in class action. <laughs> Absolutely. Everyone needs you know? to be held accountable. Yeah, everyone needs Every- to be held accountable. That may be our straightest, that may be our straightest path in to this. Yeah, this is ridiculous. You know? I mean, right. tr- it's, and, and clearly what we, can't, what we don't have to prove, they're proving themselves that they're not, I mean, they're make, giving us the proof. They're not doing anything. Exactly. And that's the proof we need to sue them yeah. for not doing anything. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, this last time I did get from the one agent, he said, let me guess, he's trying to make it look like you're crazy. And I went, oh, so you know exactly what's going on. And they yeah. said, yes, we know what's going on. So uh, then they said some other things. Uh, yeah. I showed them that I had been implanted, and they said no one has the right to implant anyone. And then I said, well, do something. Do something. What did he say? But he just looked at me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, they're yeah, they're not going to do anything until though, Divorced. you know, there's been a huge yeah. there's been a huge shakeup going on, and so there might be something coming down the pike that might I think will happen. I really do. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I worked think... with somebody in in the Buffalo area, and then he was transferred to headquarters in Washington D.C. and he left me with another guy, and he said, if you ever have trouble again, contact Eric Sakovics. Okay. I did. I first of all, it took me two years even to locate him or for me to see him or talk to him. I finally did, and after he said, "Well, get me some medical proof," I don't believe you. He knew exactly what was going on. I got him medical yeah. proof. Then he said, "Okay." Then he tells me, "Oh, your case is on the international level. You're only you only can deal with Washington D.C. We can't talk to you anymore in the Buffalo office." So then they transferred my, all, my, all my efforts to Washington, D.C., and that's when I started at the deputy director all the way down through. 
And let me tell you, they do they won't do anything to you to help you in any way and I proved in every way why they should be protecting us, me and everybody else and they would not do a thing. And the worst part of it was when I started all this fiasco, I didn't know I was a targeted individual. I was, you know, I was, and that's when they were trying to prove, you know, like you're crazy and this and that and the other thing. But right. they, they won't do anything. You can appear, you can do anything you want. They, in the end, will not do anything to help you. The, and all the people that I've dealt with, let's put it that way, and I've got a list a mile long, they won't. Well, here's the deal. Until they have a class action against them, and then they might think about it. Well, here, here's the thing, Linda. To these people, uh, especially criminal elements of the DOD and corporations as well, being sued to them is nothing, okay, because they've got the money to cover it, okay? They can fight off, defend the law if they can try to, but uh, the thing about it is it's the embarrassment. It gets, they get embarrassed when any time one of these big entities, they get them, they're embarrassed, especially if it's a win. So that's what we need to do, not only start a huge mass filing lawsuit, but also embarrass the little shit out of these people. I think that's, I think that's great. <laughs> yeah. It's a very good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, you know, when it comes to deep pockets, if we if we start really moving along with proving of the of the injuries, which were desk, well, like like Bill has said, there are they they do have the patents, and we all know they have the patents. You know, a lot of patents. I think Frank Allen has a huge list of patents that they have for all kinds. Well, and if Wikipedia has all this information, odds are it's out there. Um, um, you know, I mean. Okay, what Absolutely. I'm saying is we're on the we're on the road to proving all this stuff that they're doing to us. If they got a patent and we're receiving the injuries, odds are it's somehow connected. It we can go there with it. But I agree, yeah. um, you know that's if we can prove all of these injuries, like Cece, who who has who can barely walk anymore and who's you know had a lot of damage done to her. That's a lot of money. These are really oh, yeah. deep pockets. These are deep pockets. Yeah, they got a lot of money, but we got a lot of injury. You know, so first we can prove that they didn't bother doing anything for us, and then during that during that period of time we were injured, and we can prove it. Oh my God, you know that's kind of negligence. They don't want to be found. You know what I mean? You know. That's right. It's not any negligence. It's gross negligence. Yeah, and they know what they're doing, and they know they're they're you know totally ignoring us. Damn yeah. straight, they know what they're doing. They're very, you know, it's just more proof of the, the, dip, the depth and the level of psychopathy of these people. It's, they need to be oh, yeah. stopped immediately before more people turn up dead or maimed. So what about the ones who, who committed suicide? Can their families join the um, class? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, because... Oh, yeah. Yes. You mean the ones who were murder-sided, yeah. <laughs> we came up with a new term. We call it murder yeah. side. It's probably already, somebody's probably already coined it, but uh, I, it, to my knowledge, I'm a bit murder-sided, and, and that's exactly what they're doing. You know, they did that to, uh, I'm almost certain that they, they, they've murdered my, you know, my little Audra friend, little pretty uh, yeah. girl, yeah. And, uh, you know, well, another, and then another one, Lynn, did you hear about that? Her name was Ashley Bradford. It made it appear as an overdose. Yeah. I mean, people OD, but, you know, I mean, people, <laughs> but what girl yeah. hangs himself with a frigging dog leash? Come on. 
that's that's sick. It's totally sick. I mean, these people, they don't need to be in prison. They need to be somewhere. Or like, you know, the Halloween movies of Michael Myers where they put him in maximum security for the mentally insane? That's right. where these people need Yeah, exactly. That's where they need to be. Right. Well, you know, I just want to tell you, you guys, i got a friend who who's tried to get into here for, for the last um, two or three weeks. She can't get in. She can't get in the call. She can't get in to call in. She can't get in on the, on the computer. You know? Well, do you think Jerk. you could three, three-way her in? I don't think so. No, I don't know how to. No, my call doesn't. My call I think doesn't it's like you, you click over once and you get the, uh, the busy, or not the busy, but the, you know. And then you dial star 73. No, is it star 73? I'll, star I'll practice it. I'll practice it. Okay. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, you can go. Well, I mean, she, she'll be on the same line with you, but, you know, at least she'll be able to get through and hear the call, participate in it. She'll be okay. She'll be, yeah. She'll be, it's okay. But I just think we've got some good stuff. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there, you guys. I just can't Not believe they're doing that. Um, oh, yeah. I just think we have some good, good, mo- good motivation here. What's happening here is pretty good, I think, you guys, Me you know. Too. Is uh, Bill? Are you still here? Did I lose you? <laughs> we didn't bore him to death. <laughs> Poor Bill. We probably did. He sounds he's, like a very nice guy. He's Baltimore, Maryland. I think we lost Bill. We just uh, talked right over him, you know. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. Sorry about it. Sorry, Mr. Bill. <laughs> oh, 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 oh no, no, no! He got tar- Bill. Hello. Bill, is that you? There you are. Yes. Were you? Did I, were you muted? Mysteriously, when you started talking about Karen Stewart, my line went dead. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, and I can't get Karen to. Karen's not talking either. That's it, isn't that mysterious? Someone doesn't yeah. want you talking. I can connect you guys. It, it, no, not a problem. I will give you know. Um, Karen's right out there and and willing to talk to people and wants to get people involved and. She's forever writing wonderful demands to the to the um, <clears throat> you know to the um, where are they the government and saying mm-hmm. you know I take me off your list and do the, I mean it's not crazy she's so intelligent she was with the NSA for 28 years and um, when did and she they start? Were, excuse me do you know what do you know when she started no, well probably 30 years ago now I don't know when she quit okay. but maybe. Maybe thirty-four years. I don't know for sure, okay. but she was with them for twenty-eight years. Yeah. And she has some serious. I think you guys would be. Is she in Maryland. Team up, yeah. No, she's in. She's in Florida right now. No, she's. Oh, okay. in, she's gone. She. She's no longer there. They forced her out. Really, tried yeah. to say she. She was just too smart. She read too much. And she had too much information on them, and she's very. She's. A, she's got. She's a. She seems like a little little sweetheart, um, pup lady, you know, kind of, kind of just as sweet as can be. Uh, about a quarter of an inch in is steel wall. You don't mess with Karen, and right. she's wonderful, you know. Um, yeah. And she's just you know, as sweet as they get, but boy, don't mess with her. And that's what they thought they could do, and they couldn't, and they finally forced her out. I think that's how it goes. Yeah. And they've been hassling her ever since. And she's well, one of the most active people we have in our group. You know? Well, that's one of the things why I think 
they looked at me, they saw a lot of stuff there, then they said, well, look where this guy's been in the past. So I think all that added up to what's happened. Yeah. You know. You know too much, probably. Right? Well, I like to run my mouth, too, and, you know, that's another thing. I can start (laughs) telling stories. Um, Yeah. My brother at the Naval Academy, his roommate was John Hare, who is now an FBI agent. Mm -hmm. And, oh, I have stories to tell about him. (laughs) Well, that's fun. Yeah? Yeah. So um, that's why I I said I'm... Go ahead. Well, I was going to tell you, I'm going to connect you to, I'm going to connect you and Karen, because she was delighted that you were in a beer tonight, and then I think she went to sleep. Um, but oh, she okay. worked so hard. Oh, she worked so hard, and she's back east. Well, every, you guys are back east, but it's still, it's pretty late back there, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell, I'll tell yeah. you what, exactly what time it is. It is probably I mean, 1130. Uh, it is 1125, 1126. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I think, and Karen, they don't let her sleep. They torment her. And, oh, and I think no. she's it's a Friday it. night. They won't let me sleep yeah. tonight because they know on Saturday sometimes I go to D.C. to bum around the Capitol and just walk around and enjoy the museums and everything. So uh-huh. Friday nights are always bad for me. Yeah. Do you drink, Bill? Do you think that may happen? No. <laughs> uh, it'd probably help no. you. I mean, if if, you, if you're in a situation where, <laughs> where you like, you know, you can't, it's impossible to get to sleep. I mean, the AI is just tapping you over and over, hitting you electronically, assaulting you where you're trying to track, man. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, I had a problem with drinking. My ex wife kind of helped me do that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, you uh, too. I, I used I to drink said... a six pack before I go out. Right. I remember when my husband I remember my husband and I would get on the freeway to um I say, Hold it, we don't have a drink. I can't get on the freeway without a drink, you know, yeah. and we carry the drink. I mean the idea of being in the car with him, I guess. Um <laughs> you know, for miles and miles and miles without a drink was just too hard to deal with. I don't drink anymore either, but you know, I really relate to drinking the a right. six-pack before you even go out drinking. <laughs> well, you this know? was in the days back in the 80s. You know, if you yeah. got pulled over, you got a warning. They didn't do anything oh. to you. I got busted no, with a didn't. case of beer going to Ocean City one time, and we <laughs> had drank probably six of them, and the cop yeah. just told us to put it in the trunk and wrote me a warning. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they did the same thing to my husband when he had a drink in his hand. And they stopped him because yeah. he was weaving. But he, he had all the kids in the car, and it was not a good, uh-huh. good deal. And they, they just said, you know, okay, well, man, we're just going to give you a warning. It was the same thing in the 80s, you know, uh-huh. same thing. They were much nicer exactly. about it back then. Um, all right, you guys, we have two more people that, two more people with their hands up, so I gotta, we got to check and see what, they're, what they want to ask. Tennessee, West Tennessee? <clears throat> Or not? Hello? Maybe Paul or Kim, probably. I don't know who it is. I just know that they may have gone to sleep. Hello? Or they're tired of sleep. <laughs> Hi? It, it took me a while to get the Kim. phone off the... <laughs> That's right. You sound you? like me. I'm forever looking for my phone, too. Hi, did you yeah. want to ask him something? Is this Kim? Uh, yeah, I was... Uh, well, I, what I was uh, thinking is um, we were talking about the FBI, and I was I was thinking uh, that again, um, 
I just wish that we all could uh, go to Washington, a big group, and and have a meeting set up with uh, some of the FBI, uh, you know, four FBI agents, and we could just present our uh, evidence and uh, the the patents that we have, and show them, and the big group of people. I don't, I don't know how somebody couldn't believe us. With all the well, all our information. Problem with problem is that getting us all in one place in a big group has has been a an issue before, um, and and that's what we need to work on the most. I agree. We all agree with you. It would be great if we had a big group handling them the, the information. The issue is, will we get a big group there? And that's something that we need to work on. You know is is uh, getting some emotional, getting some excitement going on that we can do this, you know, and we can do it. Mm-hmm. We just and, not and listen I was, to the people that say we can't. I, yeah. And I was thinking um, the, the uh, National TI Day is uh, in August, right? August 3rd, 30th, huh? 29th, whatever, it's around there. Yeah. What is it? The 29th, yeah. yeah. The 29th. I was thinking that that might be a really good time to go, and um, that would give plenty, you know, plenty of time for people to uh, try to get get it to get their transportation whatever together, and and then where were you um, thinking we would go? Where were you thinking in front of the FBI? Because I don't even know where their building is. Yeah, oh, go, yeah I know where that is. I, I would set up. I would set no, up an no. appointment. That's the main FBI building's down on, I think it's 9th and F. It's right there. Um, I wouldn't do that because you wouldn't get much attention. And if the 29th is on a Saturday, everything's closed. They're not going to be there. Yeah. So the people who could show up on Friday, the thing is that August, the Senate and Congress is out. And just about the whole month of August. Yeah. So there won't oh, be anybody. Yeah. I mean, D.C.'s closed in August. If you look but at the, the if you go online and look up the Senate <coughs> Congressional when no, you're right. No, they're on vacation. They go. Yeah, they're right? on vacation. So there's not going to be anybody yeah. there to really. What you want is you want that movement on a Thursday or Friday when the Senate is in session, and possibly if Congress is in session, so you can go to the Senate building, protest there, get a permit to be in a spot. If you got more than twenty people, you got to have a permit. Or else they can make you move. But See, I was thinking it would be it'd be hard to get more more than twenty. But I, I that's I was thinking it would be hard to get more than twenty there. But if we could, I mean, we'd have to just see how many were going to be there. But I would call and set up an appointment with like four agents and uh, have it be a you know the, an appointment, and then we'd all uh, you know try to make our bring everything that we had and try to make it brief as possible to, so what you know and uh to go over everything and then um when the would july be better well how about we do something when there's going to be something else going on that will attract the media we yeah. figure out that you know, people could go that day i agree yeah yeah, I was well. I was thinking that we could do uh, do about three things. One of them is do the FBI. Then we could also be uh, protesting uh, with signs and have the media involved, and maybe see uh, the attorney general or somebody else. 
at the, you know, the same time, or a congressman, and, uh, you know, try to fit in, because we'll only be there a short time, but while we're there, we'll do as much stuff as we could. Yeah, exactly. Well, we could do Quantico as well, you know. That's a big building. Uh, That's on a private uh, U.S. Marine base. We won't be able to get on the base. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that's a Marine base. You need to uh, have ID just to get on the base. So, and after the after the CIA, yeah, after the shooting at the CIA agency, you can't even be outside. They make you can't even be outside the gate. Do you remember when that guy pulled up at the CIA agency back a few years ago and started shooting people? Yeah, that, that Bill, that yeah. was actually another false flag ran by my perpetrator, Air Force perpetrators. Yeah, these people are insane, man. Yeah, it was a Pakistan me. guy, I think, that did it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Bill, let me ask now, you. But after that, they won't even let you stop. Right. Like, when I was down there on Wednesday, some guy parked his car, got out, and ran up, and this cop was right there, and he yells, whose car is this? And the guy goes, mine. He goes, I'm three seconds from... Evacuating this area and calling the bomb squad in, and you won't see this car, and you're going to jail. You can't even stop. As soon as you the taxis stop, they start throwing the sirens and everything. Move. You're not allowed to park. So much for the CIA. So we can't go with the CIA. Uh oh, Connie got muted. How'd you get muted, Connie? By the gates now, they won't let anybody. You can't even get near the gates. Yeah, so we will not be going to the CIA. Yeah? Yeah, you can't go to any of those places now. <laughs> I mean, just going to D.C. is your best bet because you got the right to do that. Yeah, you need uh, a permit, too, to, to march or do – if you've got a group there, my understanding is you need a permit yeah. in Washington, D.C. Like, I went and applied for a permit, and I signed everything. They know my name. I'm on file. But yeah. they said, if it's you, you can set up anywhere. If it's 20, no. you got to be in a designated area, 20 or more. Okay. You know, you can march around, you can walk, but then, you know, you're not there to you talk to it. people. Yeah. They're going to make you move. Okay. Bill, Bill can well, I, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the John St. Clair Aqui case. They're over the signals, intelligence, and uh, the signet. Yeah, the signet, and uh, how his lawsuit was, uh, they, they claimed that that's rationing with the remote neural monitoring. You know anything about that? Yeah, this was uh, the Akiwi, right? Akiwi, is that how you say that? Yeah, and nobody knows yeah, how to pronounce it. I think that's how. Yeah, that was um, Akiwi. I was going to put that at, What do I have? That's Civil Action 92-0449. Mm-hmm. And if you look that up, there's some good information there. I just didn't know how to present that. Right. Um, I had that as, like, I was going to bring that out, and I didn't know how to present that. that that's the problem I'm having is, like, I need so much stuff when people start talking to me to be able to hand them literature. So when I'm there, like, if Karen had anything that she could help or anything. Oh, and does Karen have Linda, stuff? Yes. yes. Yeah, Karen if will Linda can that. send me those uh, files, yeah. I'll take Absolutely. all that with me. And then when people stop, I'll have it just set, sitting there, and people can start looking through it and be like, what is this what? stuff? There you and go. The great, well, the great thing about, too, about like Gunderson and Benny and Leibowitz is that they are, by, I mean, 
he was the head of the FBI in Los Angeles. Who's not going to believe what he's got to say? Benny was the director of the intel for the NSA for when he wrote the yeah. You know, this is an incredible guy. What these guys are saying is credible. I don't know who Leibowitz is yet, but I'm going to find out. I know he's on, uh, you know, that that national, or the, I'm sorry, the, um, what is it, Targeted Justice, um, And but I will yeah. send you that too. And, yeah, because he testified before Senate. But the, but the thing about it is it is such effective information because of the source and yeah. because of what they say. And boy, you know, I, um, Gunderson really has it right out there. He's it's right out there. What they do, how, what you know, the fact that that they sometimes they even kill people. Some, I mean, it's you know, we can be yeah. we can be tracked for years, sometimes for life, you know, to, or targeted. And he said he, it's right out there. And who's going to say, oh, come on, who's going to say that? Have people ever heard of George Marshall? I haven't. Oh. <clears throat> Okay, I think no. I have the name right. I'll have to research this. I want This guy was a big 9/11 denier. And he used to be on Coast to Coast and all these shows. Well, something happened to him. His friend said, "Man, something's going on with him. He's complaining about Well, he snapped and killed his kids, his dog, and then committed suicide." Oh, that's that that's has my Air Force perps written all over it. Yeah. Tell me that's not a targeted person. Now, I think his name is George Marshall, and he was up in, I want to say, Washington, the state of Washington. But he was big into 9-11, was an inside job, and all this other stuff. And he would be on the radio all the time. And that that case just, yeah, yeah, I mean, he killed kids, everything. Man. that's how they do it. They're doing this. They're, they're, these are paramilitary guys. I, you know, I've got my own sources myself, so uh, it's being either done by ground operatives or remotely influencing. It's, it's, well, it's let like me it. say something, just in case it is military and they're listening and it's mm-hmm. military. Let me and let the are. military know that there are two projects where military personnel were tested on themselves with chemical weapons. And they can look this up if they're listening. Project 112. Then you have the Edgewood Arsenal Human Experiment. These were test experiments done on military personnel with chemical weapons. Over 7,000 military personnel were experimented on. So if you're in the military, realize that anytime you may be an experiment. They have done it, and there it is. So if the military or anybody like that is listening, um, your day may come real soon. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Well, I mean, I'm not saying it's the regular act. You know, they, these guys are rogue. This is paramilitary. They're operatives, and of course, they've been trained in sabotage and everything like that. It's just like they're not—they're not above doing anything from like you know pushing a baby stroller out into the middle of the New York street, you know, at twelve o'clock or five o'clock, right up to murdering three thousand people like uh, my perps did in. Uh, Nine eleven. <laughs> yeah, it's crazier than hell. Let me tell you, people are crazy, and then they say we're crazy. <laughs> Try to say we're crazy. really. He's <laughs> like, hello. <laughs> I mean, who runs around torturing little animals? You know, crazy. Exactly. I mean, yeah. who does this stuff? Crazy people do. We're just running around trying to stay safe. You know, you know that's and we're dangerous. Point. 
Linda, um, yeah. who goes around torturing animals? Yeah. You know, uh, what's the name of that guy that used to uh, pick up roadkill off of the street that ended up killing <laughs> boys, um, and and then he was murdered in prison? Um, Bundy, no. Not Dahmer? Bundy, but no. uh, the other one, the blonde guy. Just Dahmer. Dahmer? Yeah. Dahmer, yes. Those yeah. are the kind of people that mm-hmm. torture animals. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Those are oh, the kind yeah. of people that torture animals. So the people that are doing this to us are sick. They're yeah, they sick. Yeah. Well, see, I thought there for a while that these guys are just doing all this to try to traumatize me and try to petrify me with the shock factor, you know, shock value. But I believe they are. They're, these are really psychopathic people inside the military. Yeah. There's criminal elements is what it is. Well, Robert Duncan told me they are killers. Oh, yeah. They're mass murderers. Yeah. See, if you knew the amount of people my Air Force perpetrators have murdered, you would. If you knew the things I knew, you wouldn't be able to sleep at night, probably. It's, it's, I see it every I day. Think war, murder somebody. war and torture and all of that is entertainment for them. Yeah. You too? Yeah. I Let do. me tell you. I think they high five. They do a high Hello? five. Hello? Yeah. Let me tell y'all what to do. Y'all write a letter. Explain everything that what's going on with y'all, just in case something happens, and give it to someone you can trust to 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 give it to authorities, so it won't be no accidental death. Right. Oh, I've put a big disclaimer out on my blog. You know, I put my full name, and I put, you know, I've never had any uh, mental illnesses or schizophrenic. I don't do any type of high-powered drug that could cause death or overdose. And you know, just basic stuff like it. You guys should make a you're not you know, isolated. Copy that. Uh, so, somewhat, but yeah, then again, uh, Bill, this is Tennessee. There's nothing to do here, so there's yeah, no. But I mean, you have a job and everything, then. Self-employed, yeah. Oh, okay. See, I was I my last thing. I was self-employed, but they harassed me to the point I couldn't function. So right. my lawyer said, "Well, you got 20 years government and everything." He goes, "Look, take basically early retirement, disability retirement." Because I couldn't, I had no choices. Right. That's how bad it got for me. I couldn't well, do anything. A lot of my times computers would break. I mean, yeah. I, I don't even have a computer now because every time I went through like four of them, and every time yeah. something would go wrong with them. Oh, mine's been fried with a pulse time. before as well. Yeah. 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 So they I mean, find just like, like, yeah, they shut you down. Yeah. Electromagnetic pulse. Yeah, that's all it needs. It's, yeah, I mean, and on top of that, I had problems. All of a sudden, my van was having all these problems. Because what I started doing was um, I got into something that I really enjoyed. I was going to estate sales and auctions, and this is before there were cell phones. So you could go and buy get stuff and sell on eBay and make a killing. Right. I mean, just at a flea market, I could walk away from a flea market with $1,000 on a good Sunday. Right. <laughs> I mean... You you go to these estate sales and places. You can just and I was just hustling, doing that stuff, and I loved it. I mean, I I probably had more money in my pocket than I ever did when I was working for the government or anything. <laughs> but you have to hustle, you know. If you're self-employed, you got to hustle. Well, they started just bringing people around me to stand and just. I had people trying to sell me guns. I had a guy one time at the flea market come up and try to sell me a Desert Eagle. He's like had a whole story with him. I think I told this story. And a few years later, a guy was trying to help a friend of his sell Tech Nines, 
it's that sort of thing. I just started having all this crazy stuff happen to me, just computers that mysteriously break down, Agent some virus. <laughs> and then, you know, the, this this mysterious stuff. They pretty much put me to a point couldn't do anything. Right. And they that's why I'm totally isolated. You. They basically forced you out of their livelihood, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. That's what they did. And that's well, why I, I was real careful doing this. I was like, you know, if I protest or anything, could that affect me in any way? And um, someone said, you got the First Amendment right to do that. As long as you're not getting paid. Paid protesters, that's a different category. But as long as you're not getting paid, it, it doesn't affect anything. You got the First Amendment right to do that. Right. You can protest all you want. Well, another thing they'll do is, you know, with your your job, and in my own experience with it, that they they'll send people, you know, that are act like they're interesting, purchasing an item from you, and then they'll just waste your time, or they'll give you some oh, bullshit yes. excuse. <laughs> That's as to what why they, they did. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just content. And then another thing they did, they sent this girl, Susan Day. Now I don't know if she was Maryland State Police, FBI, because. Through the years, I've heard my friends have told me that both have been involved in gathering information on me. Or she comes around, starts talking to me. She has interest in art. She has interest in all this stuff. Nah, nah, nah. She just starts talking to me, and she goes, hey, you want to go out to lunch? Meanwhile, she's married. Okay? Oh, it was man. just so weird. But she started Honey asking trap. me questions about the government and all this stuff. And I'm like, come on. She's, it's obvious. She's a cop or something. So that's what they did to me. I mean, it just got to a point I was like, I can't even go out or else I have people coming up and asking me questions and just always hanging around. Yep. You can't get rid of them because you're trying to work and hustle and do stuff. You show up somewhere and, oh, they show up. Yeah. Yeah. She was was probably a honey trap or uh low-level operative. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Trying to get me involved in stuff or something. Well, see, I'm a private yeah. investigator myself, and so, I i mean, I'm not officially licensed, but I mean, I might as well be. I've, I work closely with a, 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 a licensed private investigator, so. So you have access to license plates and everything? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I can okay. get access, yeah. <laughs> see, I used to know. <laughs> I'm thinking that, that our buddy here um, has access to all kinds of things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ryan is very, very creative. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, honey. Thank you. You're welcome. You're okay, welcome. so if I get you a license plate of some vehicles, you can look them up and tell me what they are. Um, probably, most likely. Well, a lot of times, okay. where they, what, what they do, though, they will use fake license plates. But when you, we tried to trace some of them back, and they don't, they're not even registered to anybody. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, could you friend me on Facebook? I mean, Yeah, I mean, if it came down to it, I'll find, you know, what happened is sometimes I have mysterious people that move in, and they're always from out of state, and they have their car parked here at the apartment. And it's like the last couple that was upstairs were from Michigan. And before that, I think um, it was Virginia. It's always, they're always out of state. It's been all Auburn. Somebody from Auburn, so that's Alabama. Well, so see, whoever moves in, 
Well, if you ever had them follow you across state lines, because if they do, that's in violation of Title Section 18-241, conspiracy against rights. Carries a, plen- well, a penalty. They did that to me. Years. Yeah. I, I left Maryland, and I went up to Delaware, and I had people with Maryland state license plates following me. And I even the one even had, uh, it was, oh, what was it? I wrote it down. This is back in, two. this is when I was working. And I was, you know, I had a hustle. So I'm going out during the week, going to auctions, going to state sales, trying to get the stuff to sell on eBay and, you know, take around and move. Right. But meanwhile, I'm up in New Jersey. I left there and I went up to Jersey because there's a place up in Jersey called Cowtown. So I used to love <laughs> to hit that. It's a rodeo, but there's a flea market on Tuesday. It's huge. Well, I pull in, and when I go back to my van with all this junk I just bought to sell on eBay and stuff, there's these two cars sitting there with Maryland license plates. And right when I got back to my van, this group of, like, four guys, two for each car, came back to their cars. Uh. Right when I was going back to mine. And I looked and saw a Maryland license plate. And I was just like, holy shit, that's the way they did. They just always would be wherever I was. They'd park right by me. And it's like, I don't know where they came from. It's just like, I'll go to my van, I'm loading the stuff in, and look, here's these four guys, two in each car, and they're walking back, and they just get in the car and act like they're driving off. And it's like, I know my van had a GPS on it because I rode by a car one time, and the car alarm went off. That's what I was about to say, there's a GPS. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the old days, the GPS, if it wasn't tuned right, if you rode by a car with a car alarm, it would set the car alarm off. <laughs> I tell you, man, some of these perps, they're real F-ups, you know I mean? <laughs> yeah. like the, so it's operative. like I knew everything they were doing. I was just like, what the hell? Yeah, really. <laughs> Are you too, not too obvious? Well, it's like them two idiots, them operatives that they use for the false flag over there. And where was it? It's somewhere in the uh, United Kingdom. They was they ran into each other. They was like turned around and they was in a. They was trying to to get into a defense formation and they ran into each other, bumped into each other. Just like, oh, God, Air Force, come on. <laughs> you guys remember talking about getting near a car and having the alarm go off? Do you remember the cars that came out for a while, not for long? But they would, but the car, if you got too near, the car would say, stand away from the car. Do you remember yeah. those? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> I just wanted to know if you guys. Yeah, they really came after me to isolate me to the point where, yeah. man, I didn't want to leave the house. You know, it's like every time I left the house, I felt like somebody was, like, mysteriously a appear wherever I was going. And probably someone else in your house, you know? Well, I knew they were going to my house, and everybody's like, well, how do you know that? And I know most people may not understand this, but I'm Mm left-handed. So when I put something down and when I do stuff, it's from the left-handed perspective. Wherever someone would move everything, and when they put it back, it was a right-handed person that put it back. When I pick a pen up and sit it down, I'm doing it the opposite as a right-hander. So when they would move the stuff and move everything back and put my pen back, they would do it. And I was like, okay, that, I would never put something down like that. I'm left-handed. Everything's the opposite. And that's when I I'll knew you. Some of that, that's interesting. That's Very interesting. Was that? I said, that's interesting. They're not the sharpest yeah. tools in the shed. we got to know that, you know. You'd think they'd do that But that's that the type of things when I first knew back in 2003 and four 
okay, somebody's going through my papers and stuff because this isn't the way I would do it. Like, a right-handed person would put it one way into the folder. As a left-handed person, I put it the opposite way. And I know that a lot of people are like, what? But if, no, that makes sense. Know, total sense. Those are the things yeah. that you immediately like, recognize. Like, those little things that weren't put back the way I would put them back. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's actually called, that's a form of gaslighting called ghosting, where they come in, they move things around, re around. Yeah, they were doing that to, as a psyop on you. I mean, yeah. so, myself, yeah. Well, that's how I knew somebody had been my, in my backpack when I was huh. at my former AA sponsor's house, um, because it was it was turned around. I always put it a certain way in a corner. It had been turned around and not put back that way. You know, we know. Right. Yeah. We know. We know immediately. Have you ever had something for like six months and all of a sudden it reappears and you're like, where the hell is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so weird. I had a CD. I mean, I like a lot of classic rock and I had a Steppenwolf CD. Oh, and it had to sit in here because I've been listening to it. Well, Steppenwolf mm-hmm. disappears. I can't find it. Right. I'm like, holy shit, they took it. Okay, yeah. six months later, I went through a pile of CDs, and there it is, sitting there. I, I was all of a sudden missing a whole lot of clothes that I had loved, and they were nice. They were really nice. It's when I had the money that I bought this stuff. And um, and I, it's like, you know, little by little by little, I just seemed to have less to wear. It was very weird. <laughs> I, it was yeah. even in my last house that this, this, this stuff was disappearing. And just not not two weeks ago, I went in my back bedroom to clear out some things because I have a guy doing some security, and he's securing my windows. And there is a pile of clothes on the bed back there. It's like, what? Where, what? Yeah. And I'm going through this stuff, and it's the clothes that I loved that I hadn't seen for years. <laughs> How weird is that? That's there it goes. They happened. You tell people that. Like, I was missing exactly. this for six months no, a year. Gonna... Yeah, like, what? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, are we reading? Yeah. Am I going to report to the police that I yeah. was missing this in the was missing now? for six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to tell them? You're going to call the police and say, this is gone for six months, and now it's there. Okay. You know? Yeah, that's why we can't. Well, that's that. great we to hear other people are going through the exact same oh, yeah. stuff I sit here and laugh at. Oh, I'm yeah. just like, I know this CD wasn't here because I listened to this. I mean, yeah. I like that you know. old classic rock, and I like Steppenwolf. Yeah. yeah. And it was gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, well, six months later, there it is. We have, you know, Melinda, who's on the calls a lot, and she's on tonight under on the in the chat room, who um, she talks about the fact that they come in and cut holes in her clothes. And I so believe it to make it look like moth holes or something. Well, no. You know, they're just coming in and cutting holes. What is the fascination with women's underwear? This I well, really I mean, don't get. I mean, it's you, gone, and then it's back. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And, and too weird remember this, too. Yeah. Remember this, too. We just had a New York state's attorney who was in part of the Me Too movement and all this other stuff. Yeah. Then we find out his dirty little secrets. Yes. So these people that wow. sit and judge you, they have yeah. dirty little stuff going on themselves. Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, I think that's how they get recruited in the first place often is that they know <laughs> something about them. You know? And they're yeah. able to use that as leverage to keep them in line. Yeah. Black yeah, so. Mm-hmm. So, weird, so I'm like, 
I would love to know what the people who sit and judge me, I would love to be inside investigating them. Guarantee there's some good stuff there somewhere. Maybe not with all of them, but. Well, that's one of the reasons I was targeted is I outed a very powerful lawyer who was trying to take everything my husband worked a lifetime for, and I wouldn't let him. And during discovery, during the litigation proceedings, a lot of dirt came out on this guy, and he was not happy because he always he always claimed to be this, you know, pristine, wonderful man. He had a music room in his house, and he was important and all that good stuff. Well, the laundry that I brought out on this guy was just really not good. And uh, that's why he's the one who got me on the list in the first place, I'm quite sure, you know, because I... You always wonder... Him. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I always wonder, like, if you can pinpoint maybe what it was. I know with me, I ran my mouth, my background, mm-hmm. and I did. I do have a problem when people mess with me, like mm-hmm. getting even or something. When I was younger, I was bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I had a friend that worked at the DMV, so if I had your license plate, I could track you down. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, there's stuff I may have done to people, but that was all back in like the 80s. I mean, I really, people used to just do stuff. I'd be like, hey, you think you're funny. Like when I was in the military, these three girls were laughing at me one time. Hey, look at that ground pounder and saying all this stuff. So I just went and I was eating my McDonald's in the car and I just watched them. And then when they went and got in their car, I just got copied their license plate. I gave it to my friend and said, hey, look this up for me. So sure enough, it was right in the neighborhood got the license plate. Well, they were buying tires for the next two years. <laughs> I mean, I hate to All say right. I did stuff like that. But, you know, you just have these people making, you know, making smart-ass remarks to you and stuff, and you're like, God, I was like 19, 20. And I was just like, okay, girls. You know, sit there and <laughs> ground pounder and everything. Okay. I love this car. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yes, I can, yes, I can tell. He thinks about luck the way I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that? The way you think. We we think similar on certain things. It's very Yeah, neat. I mean, it's like <laughs> I used to be really bad with that. I mean, I don't know why. Maybe it's because when I was younger, I was really small and I got picked on. So as I got older, did martial arts, and I grew cool. something else, 6'1", 275. I did judo, aikido, kempo for over 20 years. That's awesome. And I've always been fascinated the, with that. Yeah, the thing is, is that you find as you get bigger and you learn all this, you actually aren't, you're not, that goes away because you kind of just laugh that hmm. off. When you're still younger, that's when you have that, uh to get even with people. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I've done some evil things to people and I don't deny it. You know, I'll sit there and tell you, yeah, when I was younger, I did some, you know, you know, evil things. <laughs> you were like, hey, girls, okay. <laughs> What's that? The way you said that, it was hilarious. She was like, oh, okay, girls, you laugh at me? Okay, then, we'll see. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's the way I used to be. I mean, I'm just being serious. You know, I mean, so I can't, I don't deny it. I mean, I mean, to be honest, that, look, this is the stuff I've done, but this is what gets me targeted, I guess. Because you don't know what you may have done to somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you, 
there yeah, could have been something I've said to somebody along the way, and someone remembers that. The next thing, your name pops up, and they're like, I remember that guy. He did this or did that or said this to me. But it's like physically, I've never hurt anybody. I mean, I've never – I had one altercation at a 7-Eleven. These two guys confronted me. I mean, the guy probably weighed 120 pounds soaking wet. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. He came up and got my face started just going off. And that wasn't pretty. But, you know, I always tried to walk away from him. <laughs> That's the only thing. So I've never hurt anybody. I've never assaulted anybody. And yet I'm going through this. And yeah, Well, I, to me, most of us haven't. You know, most uh, of us haven't. I've never hurt anybody. All I did was expose some guy's dirty laundry who didn't like yeah. it, you know. In his idea, mm-hmm. I hurt him, you know. I mean, I ruined his pristine reputation. And I know That's I did. That's a good was... person. What? He's a, he's a good person. That's why. He said, what he, what he was just saying, I'm saying he's a good person. You ain't never well, done nothing like this to people. Right. He was not a good person, though. And, well, that, he, and he, I, he and I made that though. public. And, you know, I mean, that was a part of the legal filings was what he what he had done, and he did not like that, you know, did not like that. I mean, he had tried to embezzle millions from the law corporation, and that was well before my husband died. He is not a good person. You know? Oh, no, 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 not him. I was saying the, the man that was just speaking. Bill. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This guy, our Bill? Yes. Yeah, he was a good person. He said he did yeah. some evil. We all did evil. You know, yeah, we, we all, all did something some. bad. But we yeah, never but, did nothing like this before, you know? These people are sick. They're psychopaths. They're yeah. crazy. Yeah. They try any and everything. Any and everything. Yes, they are. They will do anything. And we know that. Anything. Yeah. Um, okay, I just want to say something. Ryan User is here. You know, the, the guy with the name User? Alex, He's in chat. Yeah, He's in good. chat. And I know you were worried about him. I know that you wanted to make sure he was okay. He's here. He's alive and well. Okay? Glad you're alive, sure brother, you and thank that. you for telling me. Thank you for sure. telling me. Okay, and also, you guys, I love you all. We're having a great talk, but now I'm going to unmute someone else who wants to ask a question or make a comment. North Central Texas, hi, you're unmuted. Yeah, thank you. Uh, hello, hi, everybody. It's been, yeah, hi, it's been a while. Uh-huh. Uh, I was just wanting, uh, do, do I have to stay on the subject? Is there content uh, here? Just basically talking about what um, what Bill has has brought up and what he's done, and that's just basically he was he worked for the NSA. We're going to connect him with Karen and um, get them, you know, together. And um, I'm not a whole lot more concentrated than that. Is there something uh, that you wanted to? Well, ask? there was a question about uh, you know us being the targets that we are and the different types of torture with the electronics that we suffer and uh, of leaving the country and visiting other countries, has there been very much of that in our circles? Uh, And uh, is the entire world totally inundated with uh, the electronics uh, that torture TIs, or are there dead zones, quiet zones? 
Brian too went to Hong Kong and was tortured. Oh yeah. Brian too has gotten busy on every other country there is practically yeah. in in the world <laughs> and been tortured and, there. He says. He says all. I don't know. Um, uh huh. So who knows? You know. Uh, you uh, my my question is tonight. I'm watching TV and uh, I saw a commercial for. Uh, Atlantic Cruises leaving Miami, Florida to Cuba for, I think it was $350 for two nights and uh, three days or something. And uh sounded pretty good to me. I mean, you know, uh, just for a short cruise, go see and, and have a look around and ask the uh, natives, the locals, uh, uh, what's going on with the electronics and the TIs and the embassy and, <laughs> you know, all the, well, you know, is there electronic uh, gear being used on the citizens here that you know of? And uh, chances are they won't answer you if they're perps, but uh, the locals that aren't, that know a little bit about the TI world might tell you. Are but, you uh, sure? I mean, that's just pretty amazing that that they're actually going to Cuba. I mean, the cruise the cruise did yeah. say leaving Miami, going to Cuba. Yeah, and I was like, "What? This is amazing." Well, I thought that we couldn't. I thought we were barred from doing that at this point. At least I don't know where I heard that. Maybe I'm wrong. No, they they uh, in recent uh, years. Trump has pretty much done what he can to open a better relationship with with Cuba and uh, let bygones be bygones. Uh, Obama didn't do that. Uh, Bush didn't do it. <laughs> Nobody's done that. And... Uh, now, I do know that uh, to uh, go down to Mexico, go into Cuba, you can come directly back into the United States from Cuba if you go in through Mexico. You go in and re reroute your trip, uh, leave Cuba, and come into Florida. Huh. I didn't yeah, know that. that way, it's know been that, that way for about a year. Does anybody yeah, know anything I, about I, the Cuba situation? I personally would be very careful going to Cuba. That's my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. It. Um, there was an American right here. He was from what I think Bethesda, Maryland, and he did. He spent about ten years in jail down there because they accused <laughs> him of being a spy. <laughs> so, you know. If you ask the wrong question or say something, they decide, oh, he's a spy, and we'll round you up. Um, you may find yourself in a bad situation. Well, you know, if you if you go poking around in places you don't uh, need to be, uh, that that would not be good, and they they might frown on that, and then yeah, raise raise That's eyebrows. I'm going to do that. <laughs> But I, I would just uh, play the idiot 
and just walk around and have fun if I could without being tortured. Well, why don't you give it a shot and get back to us? (laughs) (laughs) That's what what the call was for. I was trying to find out. We don't know. know. Um, I still think they're going to attack you because I heard on the interview one time, it may be on YouTube, a guy went to Argentina and they zapped him on the plane. While he was on the plane, he claims. Well, you know, there's the the, the, uh, smartphones... Uh, on on takeoff, you cannot have your smartphone on to not even receive calls. They want they make announcements, and then uh, once you're up at a certain altitude, they make an announcement. Your smartphones are now available. Make them available. You can use them all you want, and then uh, but it's not going to last very long because you're getting out of range of the towers. And uh, the satellites, uh, they do their part too. But uh, and uh, but uh, you know, on the coming back down, uh, was it in Argentina that that where he started getting the torture again? Uh, he just said he was going to Argentina, and while he was on the plane, he was getting zapped. To let them, he, they were telling him, "Don't worry, we still got you. We're following you." It's just their way of letting you know that, hey, you're on this plane flying down there, but we still have you under surveillance. Uh, that's why uh, they do that. Over, over the Gulf. That I don't know. He, he just said he was going to Argentina and he was getting zapped. So I've come to a conclusion they're doing it by satellite. Yeah. I knew personally when I go to New York, I'll take the train. They're zapping me once or twice on the train to kind of say, hey, you know, we got you under surveillance. And then once I get to New York, I'll get zapped. And then I can go all day and nothing happened. And then when I come to come home and I go to get on the train, they're hitting me again. They're like, oh, uh-huh. we've been watching you all day. It's kind what of their way well, to notify you and let you know that, well, hey, we've been yeah. watching you all day. Well, it's uh, part what, of their what game. kind of what kind of sapping were you receiving? What kind of torture? I guess they call it the burn of the skin. I just call the it like a burning. bee sting. Yeah. Oh, the, the sting thing. I get stung. yeah the sting. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, what it is. And uh, here lately, they've been doing my little finger on my right <laughs> hand. And they love. I just now they're they're jacking off over that one, making the announcement that I I you know oh all right he's getting his we did hit him with the the burn stinging on his little finger great yank 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 yank, yank. and uh, yeah whenever I make announcements like that they they intensify the. Okay, well, that was the right math. We we cranked in the right uh, equations for his little Mm -hmm. finger. You know, here lately it's been about every other night for about four hours, a burning sensation in my little finger on my right hand for about Mm -hmm. the last two weeks. And it makes it numb after uh, the four hours is pretty much over. I, there's no feeling in my little finger. Hmm. Yeah. 
a lot of that is electromagnetic, uh, you know, and and also the manipulation of your nerves. They're hitting a the nerve there and causing your fingers. To feel yeah, like that. I just told somebody the patent for that. Uh, I got like, so much stuff written down, but I had that one right in front of me here. And you can look this up. It may help. Here it is. Nervous system manipulation. The mm-hmm. patent is 6506148. That may help you see what they're doing. And they probably have others, too. But that's just one that I found. Uh-huh. I do. I have uh, a whole... uh, oh, uh, I wanted to make the announcement tonight. Uh I was out and about. I was helping my wife uh, go to the doctor's office today, and I stayed out in the car. Virtually no attacks out in the parking lot of the hospital. And this is a pretty open area, but uh, direction beams and weapons and satellites and towers and whatever People coming in and out of the parking lot, it's a very isolated kind of a parking lot. Uh, not that much uh, traffic going through. It's it's on a loop. Uh, the parking spaces were designed into a, a one-row loop. It's a small hospital. And uh, I was in the car and virtually nothing I had a peaceful three and a half hours out there waiting for my wife to get done with her uh, doctor's visit. And, uh, yeah, three and a half hours apiece today. And uh, I was like, what is this all about? Uh, This is great. I'm coming here again (laughs) when she's not with me. (laughs) I'll just hang out in the parking lot and get security to chase me out of there. (laughs) But anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, give myself a break. I found a dead spot, a quiet zone. And uh, it works. Well, it does work. Occasionally, I, I I used to have a place. Check this out. I used to have a place that was, you know, the model airplanes that are remote controlled? Yeah. Radio remote. They have, they they tune down the cell towers apparently. And uh, when I first discovered that I was being attacked, uh, that I'm a TI now, and, uh, oh, a year and a half, two years into it, I was looking for quiet zones. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, the the model airplanes uh, run off of radio frequencies, which is a very, very short-waved uh, microwave frequency. I wonder. So I went in there at the airstrip the, where, they, where they're all flying around, all these airplanes. Sure enough, very... Peaceful, very quiet. I was, uh, uh, that lasted for about a year. I even went there and took naps. I was getting, I was getting some sleep in at that place in the cab of my truck. And, uh, yeah, it was very, very nice. 
but uh, it only lasted for about a year. And there were yeah. there were perps out there with their phones, but the towers were not uh, bothering me like they do uh, now. The towers are crazy here. The, uh, the cell towers, so-called cell towers. Okay. Here's the deal about Cuba, okay? You can oh, still wow. go to Cuba legally, okay? But actually you're wrong about, about uh, Obama. He did... He he was the first president to visit Cuba in 58 years. He really was very instrumental in, in normalizing, trying to normalize relationships with Cuba. Unfortunately, well, okay, here it says, since Trump restricted travel to Cuba in November of, this, of last year, you may be laboring under the assumption that it's once again illegal for U.S. citizens to visit Cuba. But that's simply not true. The regulations have become a bit more strict, sure, sure, but it's uh, still possible to go follow the Hemingway's footsteps, follow in Hemingway's footsteps, even if you are going alone. So, yeah, we can well, still go to there. It's just uh, a little tougher now. Uh, through Mexico. And, you know, that's not what this says. It says directly to Cuba. Um, in 2014, the Obama administration made it possible to visit Cuba as long as you fell into one of 12 specific categories. You can and read them somewhere else. Basically, you didn't need to apply for a license beforehand. I don't know what that's about. But you had to be able to prove you actually belonged in one of those categories. The most, Anyway, it, it was normalized. You could go to Cuba. We Travel again started under Obama. And... Um, and uh, unfortunately, Trump Trump clamped down on that a bit after he became president, made it stricter, but uh, you can still go, okay? That's what it says here. Yeah, I just wanted yeah. To email. Okay. Wow. Well, thank you. So, sure. So you can get on that boat and take your take a trip to Cuba. Well, now, now uh, can I, to see if I listen close enough, can I go to Florida and uh, park the car, get on a boat, go over uh, from Florida to Cuba? I, I, it didn't say you couldn't. It didn't say uh, how you how you should get there. It just you know, it just says you can go there. Okay? Uh huh. All right. And uh, wh- who would it be that I would call customs? Or uh, couldn't hurt. Or can we hurt. call a cruise company? You can call the boat, the company that takes you. Oh, that's would have right. to be by boat. So yes. you can call a cruise liner and find out what what, and they have they have to know that step because that's, that's a day their job. trip for for a, a small cruiser. A day yeah. trip. Yeah. Well, they would have. Yeah, and they would have to know. You know. Well, they're this side of, or between Puerto Rico, which we're which is a part of our country. And uh-huh. Cuba's between between our our land and Puerto Rico. Cuba's right in the middle of that, and I'm sure it wouldn't be that long a trip. Um, you know, um, uh, the locals uh, to areas uh, that are close, Miami and and uh, there, the locals that have uh, small yachts that carry uh, maybe uh, max 
maximum load of maybe 30 people uh, could charter uh, a ride for damn damn cheap, I would think. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, ask I, around. I'll get online and, and check it care. out. No, I yeah. don't care. That's not going. <laughs> you can. You're going. I'm not. I'd, I'd <laughs> like to. I'd like to just poke around a little bit and see what it is, what's going on. Yeah. Um, I just don't want to get cooked into the dirt, you know. Well, Trump also also restricted business and travel, so you might want to check out what the difference is and, and what kind of restrictions are on it now, because it doesn't say uh-huh. what the restrictions are here, but there are additional, since he became president, there are some additional uh, restrictions, but you know, you can find that out from the cruise company. Yeah. <clears throat> they have to know that stuff. That's a yeah. good job. Uh, you know, they they can't take you some... Yeah. Yeah, Jesse Ventura says that... Uh, the Baja Peninsula is very quiet uh, for that, for the uh, electronic. Uh, it's there's virtually nothing there. That's good. Maybe we should all go live there. I don't know. <laughs> there are communities that are clannish. That are. Uh, there's German, there's French, there's, uh, gee whiz, a lot of, uh, like-minded people. Uh, that's why Jesse is in the community that he is in. There's a lot of politically minded, uh, people that live in, in and where he is. And, uh, he's very happy. He's, he lives there. He lives there more than he lives here in the U.S. He's got two homes. I think one's in Minnesota uh, and another is in uh, close to the border there in okay. uh, California, Baja border. Okay, just I just unmuted. Uh, Lonnie, did you? Lonnie, are you there? <laughs> Hi, Linda. Yeah. Hi. How was, are you doing? You, I'm doing okay. How about you? Okay. <laughs> I think you cleared it up. Uh, it was Obama that opened up uh, Cuba. Oh. And yeah. uh, after the Trump administration's been busy trying to figure out who's, who targeted our embassy. <laughs> but I remember yeah. when just before he announced, uh, Obama announced that he was normalizing relations, I mean, this was at 70-something years, you know, or had been a long time that nobody even thought about uh, being friends with Cuban. One reason Brian, too, liked to go there was because they hated Americans. <laughs> and it, it, was that, it was that very week that he was ready to go in a couple of days, and um, and the announcement was made. So someone said, what are you going to do? He said, well, i got to change my plans now. So he went somewhere else. But anyway, I don't know what's going on there right now. I, I don't know. All I know is Trump has has restricted some stuff, and that's you know that's yeah. the way that one goes. And it's apparently not quite as open and free, but it's still there and still available. You know. Yeah, I think it is. Especially yeah, that, it surprised me that I saw the commercial uh, for a right. cruise leaving. Yeah. Well, he was on last night. He was talking. He said he's trying what, to. What Ryan? Two was on the show, our show last night, and he said he was trying. I think he said he was 
somebody was recovering from that attack, they jumped him, and that guy just beat him down. Mm-hmm. You heard I mean, about that, right? Oh, one yeah. Of the, one of the employees to the embassy? I, I'm not sure who it was, but he said that they came out of nowhere, and they said they knocked him down, and it injured his spine, and he's have, he's been in the hospital. He was telling us about it. He calls in quite frequently now. Um, but that was not in Cuba, right? That was, was not in the L.A. airport? I think he said it was in China, and he said that because he said oh. he was on his way oh. back to San Diego. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was on his way to China, <laughs> going from San Diego. Yeah, well, he was, but, I mean, on his way back, that's what he was telling us. He said oh, yes. on the call, he said he was on his way back to San Diego. He said they changed his plans <laughs> because they beat him down. They organized a... You know, that's racketeering, actually. You organize a beat down on somebody. That's actually organized crime. Yeah. If you, in my opinion, it is. Right. Has, has anyone in our group been to Hong Kong in recent years? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I was there years ago, but I haven't been in recent years. And what, what, uh, were you a target then? No. No. Not to my knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well. Hong Kong. Uh, Brian's been a target electronically everywhere he's been. He says some places he can go and he's not as stalked as as he is other places. So he looks for places where they don't, they just come out and try to beat him up, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, oh, his, yeah. This, this confrontation thing. So he goes places where he can avoid that. But the, the electronic stuff is everywhere. 10,000 feet in the air and wherever you are, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, well, well, he's, we know, what is he, he's in the, where, where is he now, Ryan? He's in the veteran's home? He, yeah, it's shelter, shelter or something like that. Yeah, right, a veteran's shelter, yeah. Another place I heard where it's quiet is Ecuador. Yeah, uh, oh, electronic, no. Electronically. No. I, Brian went there, and he said it was great. Come on down, and then he said it's horrible. I'm getting out. No, oh, <laughs> nothing really has. So the electronic out. torture oh. was bad there. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Well, they beat him I mean, down, at first Mark. he said it was great, but after a while he said no. Yeah. Wow. There are caves. There's a lot of caves in Ecuador. <laughs> There's a, a lot of caves everywhere, you know? Probably a lot of bats, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, that, this is my personal opinion. I think the only way you can escape the signal is underwater. Because when I yeah. took the subway from Manhattan to Brooklyn, it goes underwater. And when the subway car came out from under the water, I heard them say, we have to pause for a moment, and my subway stopped. Oh. And I thought, Whoa. wow, that's so strange. And then all of a sudden, zap. Yeah. I, I said, they, they oh, said they started... lost me, and they had to find me again. Where did they say? What stop did they say? Uh, this was in, I was going from Manhattan to Brooklyn. Right. Well, if you take the A train, it goes underwater. There's a tunnel. Yeah. So I think they may have lost me underwater. Yeah. So when they came out from the water, the train was advised to stop because they go, ladies and gentlemen, we have to stop for a moment. And we stopped, and a few moments later, I felt a zap, and then right after that, we took off again. 
But wow. I think it was me. They I lost think it me. was too. So wow. I've done some research, and there's stuff that there are people who actually sleep in water. Wow. That's interesting. I, well, I tell you what, guys, you better be careful anytime any of you that are remote, being remote neural, go into the ocean, man. I'm telling you, you just think about it. You know, humans got a brain that's able to be remotely influenced. You don't think a shark can as well. You better watch. That'd be a covertly way of assassinating someone. No. What they would do to you is uh, paralyze your limbs so you couldn't swim. You would right. Drown. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's why avoid the water. Exactly. If they wouldn't assassinate you, they can hit your limbs. You wouldn't be able to swim, and you would drown. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think of all that stuff. I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Is it a shame the way we have Damn to live shark. now? It's like, yeah. no, don't go everybody, swimming. Everybody no. understands the crazy stuff I, you know you think of, but you do right. you start thinking. Well, if I go in the water, if they hit my limbs, I couldn't swim, and I would drown. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about living in fear. Oh my and God. That's just, well, how many people drowned that may have been targeted people, but they never thought of that? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I'm sure, every, I don't know what you have experienced, but I know they can hit my limbs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've had my Muscle, fly around. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So uh, you know what they can do. They can definitely. Only once. They only did it to me once, but they can do it. They, you can lose control of your limbs, absolutely. And I think CC yeah. has talked about that to us, you know? Yeah, yeah. so um, I, if anybody's targeted, stay out of the water. Good <laughs> idea, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah huh? Thank you. I'll Ooh, stop there. Man. <laughs> Thank you. Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys. Yeah. Are we going to... Uh, well, I was okay. going to say, uh, we, uh, all, we always have a move over to Bri- to Ryan's call now, or soon. But, okay, um, Mark, did you want to ask something? Yeah, there was a question I had. You know the uh, earthing or grounding, and when you take a stroll on a, an, especially an ocean beach, does it uh, pull some of the built-up energy out? out? Uh, uh-huh. In most cases, does it? My understanding mm-hmm. is it does. Yeah, grounding. Where, down, where at? On the, at the beach, on the sand. I could yeah. be wrong. Any, any, any seafront to any large city? I, I don't know. I just well, think see, it's the ocean. Ocean is full of negative ions, which helps you know counter the positive ions, which are the ones that are harmful to you. Um, the so, the, the towers. Uh, my my question is is that the energy that's in the atmosphere and the towers and the smartphones and the, all that energy piled up together there close to the beach, uh, it's still going to work for you to walk barefoot uh, or wade in the ocean up to your waist and get that energy pulled out of you. Oh, I'm sure. I would. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, all right. When, all right. when I lived in Manhattan Beach, I would I could not get cell phone cell phone reception when I was walking down. Actually, it was the uh, right next near the houses, uh, walking down the Strand, which is a cement walkway up and down yeah. the beach. Um, yeah. And I could not get cell phone reception. So I'm assuming you are protected when you're out in the, much less in the water, way away from the buildings, I'm pretty sure you're probably 
helped. I'm sure it helped. Yeah, sure so the, ne- the negative ions become airborne and interfere yeah. with cell phone cell phone connection. I don't know that if that's exactly how it works. I just know that negatives combat the positive ions, yeah. and that's yeah, good yeah. for you. You know, yeah. I think they normalize well, the good. And and uh, I have been a time or two here locally uh, to area lakes, and it did work at one lake, and that was Eagle Mountain Lake and uh, Freshwater Lake and uh, here in Fort Worth. And it did work. It worked for two days. It pulled the energy out. I was comfortable, and, and my feet felt better. Oh, oh, by the way, my feet are a mess now. And uh, I am better for my heart rhythm and all that. I I went and got treated, and it's been now a year. And uh, I'm on four meds to keep it in a straight line and working properly. But my breathing has uh, sped up. My breathing rhythm is a little faster than it was. But I'm yeah. trying to work that back down again with uh, walking. Okay. And I don't walk near I don't walk nearly enough though. I need to I need to increase that threefold. <laughs> what is that? I think most of it's good. I think most of it's good. Yeah. Go ahead, Bill. Oh, that was I was just listening, but I was going to say about the breathing and stuff. Has anybody ever woke up at night, like, with this snorting going on? Uh, Yeah, like your nose is clogged up and you're like... Yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah, and that's why I take a... I take it as something that makes... that bites that. uh, Yeah, I used the breathe rights. They didn't help at all. Yeah, no. I'm doing... But I went through a period of I was going through that, and you can I mean sleep. They call sleep apnea, but this was different. This was being done to me. I mean, I would wake up. They do that to my wife real bad. Oh yes. Oh my God. They did it to my dad, and uh, the first time I noticed that with him, oh my God, the. The things that I am remembering for what my dad suffered, uh, he was a TI. I am I now am I put my life on it that he was a TI, and uh, all the comparisons that I make with, of him to, as to me, and uh, he, I I am positive of it, and my family even are starting to agree with me. But, uh, well, very possibly, it's possible Dad was. He was an absent father. That's that's a very strong sign that he, you know, the house. They're targeting him in that house. He would stake on away from the house where it didn't hurt. Mm. And uh, yeah, and the ears ringing and everything, and it, it would he he would say, "My ears don't ring out there at the." At the hill, that was the VFW that he used to attend, and then he hung out and drank. And and uh, but when he'd come home, he'd sure enough hurt and have the ringing ears, and uh, his feet started hurting when he was 47. And uh, it was just uh, 
But my my memories of everything that he has suffered, that uh, I I am now suffering the same way he did. And when you say your feet, are they swollen? Uh, edema and burning and red and a yellow, green, orange uh, spider veins galore. Uh, yeah. Not real bad because I'm on water pills now. Uh, okay. They put me on a capsuled uh, water pill, and uh, it's helping somewhat. The right foot's better than the left foot, and uh, I am right-handed. I don't know if that has any bearing as to how much I use my right foot, but I. Uh, but yeah, the right foot is look. It looks a lot better uh, for the edema. The swelling is not nearly as much. In the yeah, right. Have you ever woke up with the night sweats? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so you, growing, have you been diagnosed with anxiety? Crotch. Oh, by the way, let me just back up and say one thing, Kate Bill, before before I forget. I take something called mucus relief, and I take it every night um, because if I, and if I don't, it's for, it's because I I get all clogged up and wake up. Where can you get that at? Anywhere? Amazon. Linda, do you think it's helps. available? Do you think that's available in the uh, drug stores off the mm-hmm. shelf? Well, there's a lot of rather expensive. <laughs> What's weird is, and uh, there's some expensive um, mucus relief medications, and they won't sell them to. You. Well, they sell them to you in the drugstore, but you have to get a license. You have to be over 18. I don't know what it's about. Oh. Antihistamines oh, wow. are like a big deal, and but you can get the exact same. You can get the exact same um, over-the-counter stuff on Amazon, and they don't ask your age. They don't ask anything. So I'm not sure what that's all about. But there's some very expensive antihistamines that you can buy. You don't want to buy those. This mucus relief is much cheaper, and it works just fine. And uh, now, uh, my my question there is, uh, it being off the shelf, it being uh, something that you're putting into your body, uh, how much nano are you putting in with that? <laughs> well, I I'm, know. I'm not, I know. You know, I'm not trying yeah. to shoot it down. It's just that it's just All another form of nano. It lets it lets me sleep. And I it just what I want you. to do is uh, sleep. It's doing yeah. what you want it to do. Yep. So, yeah. hey, uh, you know the dry mouth uh, squirt bottle thing? You just uh-huh. put a, one squirt and you hold it and in your mouth, and uh, it's kind of like you just wet the inside of your mouth with one squirt, and then you hold it for however long, and then you, I think you swallow it. What's, the, what's, swallow what's the name it. of this? Because I know about the dry mouth. Dry mouth. I need it. It's yeah, dry mouth. That's what it's called, uh, it, dry it's, mouth? Yeah, I think so. And just go to the pharmacist and ask. Yeah? It's off the shelf. It's out there on the shelf. Well, some more than and, one, well that's wild. Because dry uh, mouth is they, very annoying lately. Huh. Uh, for candida, yep. If you have candida, and we all do have candida, it's a natural part of us, but uh, head-to-toe uh Infestation, infection is where you dry up so bad and you wake up in the morning and your throat is just sticky and you're afraid to swallow that you're going to stick together, you know. Uh, but I have I have 
severe <laughs> candida infection. Um, oregano, oregano tablets will help. Um, oh wow! Cilantro tablets will help. Cilantro. Um, cilantro and and oregano. And cilantro, yeah. cilantro really really helps your cells um, uh, repair after especially. You know what? Going on. I I get the uh, cilantro. The the Asian uh-huh. stores sell a much much more pungent and stronger strain of cilantro okay. uh, than the Mexican or the the other stores like Kroger uh, and the Asian markets. I go there and get theirs, and I put it in the. I'll put four bundles in the blender, and make a pesto out of it, a paste, and I'll keep it in the refrigerator for two weeks, and I'll take a big tablespoon of it every morning, and well, you can it the, does. You can it does help, huh? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. If you can stand the taste of of uh, cilantro. You're lucky I can't stand it. Uh, it it doesn't doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. I I just, uh, yeah, it's it's wonderful. I just drink a lot of water. That's yeah, good. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been trying to drink a lot more. What I'll do is I'll, we always get bottled water. I refuse to yeah. drink tap water, all the crap and garbage. Oh, don't drink tap water oh. ever. I don't. Ever. I don't oh, touch it. Right. Unless no. it's a, yeah. a, death, a, a life and death situation, don't drink ta- tap water. Okay, you guys, <laughs> so why, does my, why is my tap water blue lately? Why is my oh, tap water no. blue? Oh, no. Probably the lithium they're putting in it. Probably. They're trying to hide the mud. They're trying to make it look blue, like water. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, really blue. You know, when I can put a glass of bottled water next to a glass of tap water, and they are decidedly different colors, I'm sorry. Yeah. Water water. You You don't drink tap water, do you, Linda? No. No. Okay. Hey, no. hey, hey, there's a, a, a six five seven, the six five seven callers that want to be unmuted. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, where are they? Oh, I opened the. Yeah, I just opened the lounge. Thank too, you. So I'm ready. You when guys, you by about in about in about a few minutes, <laughs> like nineteen, like nine forty five, in about three minutes, then we get to go over. Okay, I'm trying to unmute you, six five seven, and thank you. Thank you, Ryan, for telling You're me. Welcome. Hi, six five seven. Did you want to say something? Do you want to ask a question or tell us something? Hello. They may have blown oh. away. Hello. It sounded like Kevin said hello. Did someone say hello from six five seven? No, Kevin is New York. Oh yeah, that's I think. right. Uh, yeah. Okay, like if you, I thought I heard one, but, you know, it's okay. You can talk. We'll listen. <laughs> Don't be shy, please. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, was that, did you say, mm-hmm? Is that what you said? Okay. I'm not sure. Why do I think that's Marcus? <laughs> oh, I bet Marcus is already lit, man. They call in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> who is that? 
recognize you, 657. You can talk. Maybe it's, it's it doesn't, uh, Sue, maybe? No, Sue is 575 or something oh, like okay. that. Now, I recognize Sue's number. You know, Suzanne, Sue wouldn't do that. Sue wouldn't just sit here and go, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know who that is. It's yes, all... three. Okay. The Calvary's um, not ready to come over. <laughs> Bill? Bill, I want you to know. Yes. Are you here, Bill? You here with us? Yes. Good. Um, uh, uh, Ryan's, let me give you Ryan's call number in case you want to continue talking to us, which you may not want to. That's up to you. Uh, but, um, <laughs> so, uh, I think I have it here. It's 724-444-744, uh, access code 125472. There you go. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, yeah, what? it's on the list here. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so I have to call up and call back? Yeah, yeah, but you have to hang up and it's whoop, nine forty five, it is time. You got your room open, Ryan? Yeah, it's open but I, I can't get I, I can't get this talk show uh talk show pro live to connect, Linda. I don't know what's wrong with this. All right, I, well, I mean you can still enough. call in, but I mean I Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I'm I sure know. it'll work fine. You just can't see who's Making noise, I think, is the problem. Well, I, I'll be able to, but I won't be able to start the recording until this function returns. Yeah, you can. Oh, My okay. recording, yeah, if you go into your preferences, you can. Okay. But don't worry about it. Even if all you right. can't, we're all, <laughs> it's okay. Y- yeah, as long as we got okay. some place to talk and gather. Yeah. Okay, you guys, one, one, two, five. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. I'm so one, two, five, four, four, seven, two. There. Okay. One, two, five, four, seven, two. Yeah, and the lounge is open. Ryan's call, and it is open now. Okay? Okay, you guys, guess, guess you can all see this. Beautiful day. Cece, you're still there, hon. Um, Inca, Inca Pat, Patrick, you're still here. I want to connect you with something, somebody, Patrick. Um, and Olivia, I thought that was, I don't know who Olivia, who's Olivia? Do I know Olivia? Anyway, and then Seanster, and we know who Tamashu is. Okay. Okay, That's you Miss Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> and uh, Wide-Eyed, yeah, you're there, you're on the, okay. And we have, oh, <laughs> my, things we're moving along. Okay, when I put your... There we go. Okay, you guys, you all know where we're going, right? I don't want to surprise anybody and shut down without you knowing where we're going, if you want to go. Yeah. Northwest California. Is that you, Barb? Have I just left you sitting there muted the whole time? Or Roseanne? Oh, man, I'm sorry. I wouldn't do that to you if I'd known that. And um, Luda, you know we're going, right? I'm sure you do. Okay. Florida Pan Pan. Oh, hun, that's Karen. Are you still here? Uh oh, I think Karen has is out for the night, and I don't blame her. But I will send uh, Bill. I'll send Karen your contact information on Facebook, okay? So sure. you guys can connect, and that I think would be great. You know, you guys can share some history with each other, okay? Yeah, that'd be good, and um. 
like I said, anybody who has information, if they contact you, pass it on to you, whatever, anything I get, I'll take with me to put out. Uh, Great. Valuable Great. stuff that kind of can point stuff, because you never know who's coming in and out who may pick it up and look at it. Okay, okay. So. Well, good. Um, so anybody who... Okay, if you if you send it to me in an email, or if you send, better just send it to me on Facebook because I read that all the time. My email just gets so overwhelming, but I will still read it. But put in the title uh, "Documents for Bill." Okay, so I'll read it <laughs> because you know sometimes it gets overwhelming. Um, okay, 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 Patrick, I'll get it to you. We can find each other. Uh, Linda. Yes. Well, one last thing. Uh, The call that uh, for the one two five four seven two that is still the talk show number the seven two four 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 seven four four four. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, that's Ryan's call on talk show. Good deal. Yeah. All right, you guys. I hope to see you over there. We're moving to Ryan's room. (laughs) Good night, you guys. I'll talk to you later, probably in Ryan's room. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, I forgot to shut down the room. <laughs> I can't remember everything. Here we go. got to go back and shut it down. Um, okay, you guys. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to go back in there and... Shut that baby down. Okay, hold on. Okay. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio.